This episode of Tapping In is brought to you by Contenders Clothing. Be sure to check out their Instagram page at Contenders Clothing and their brand new Ted Kazansky, the Iceman Top Gun Apparel. Use promo code Tapping In 20. Save yourself 20% on the coolest and most official training underwear out there at Contenders Clothing. This week on Tapping In, Roy and I are going to start getting into the subject of fears. What are some of the things that you're scared of? Is it a superficial fear and something that you don't tell your friends like the dark or vampires or if you're my wife, fear of spiders? What about your deeper fears? Fear of failure, fear of losing loved ones, fear of not accomplishing the things you want in this world. We're going to get into that subject this week and so, so much more. This is Tapping In Episode 42, What Scares You? We're here. Yes, sir. Wow. Pretty amazing. <laughs> One year. I don't even track this thing anymore. <laughs> We've been doing a whole year. Okay. This is the year right here? This is the year. Wow. What have you learned in a year? Uh, I'm, oh, I'm talking specific to this. What have you learned? Specific to this? Yeah. If you don't like doing it, you're not going to keep doing it. Right. Exactly. It goes back to like episode number four. Okay. Like versus love. Okay. People are like, oh, I love talking. It's like, yeah, but you have to like doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't like doing this, this is going to be a pain Is it an ass. ego thing or like, what do you look at this as? I, I really just enjoy sitting down okay. with you, getting some of my thoughts out and just giving like an honest view on me. Right. And it's been great. Honestly, like in the That's past That's what the year, last episode really felt like. Yeah. You know, it really, really felt like you were kind of opening up the kimono a bit. I've done that several times from the first episode to the last episode. Yeah. But it's one of the things I like, and it's really helped me with like my personal relationships, like at home with my family. Has it? Because, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Of course. Because my mom and my aunts, like they all hear things that they might've known or they didn't know, but now they get to oh, hear my- Oh, I see what you're saying. They so get to hear my unfiltered thoughts. Okay. Because when it's just, you know, you and me in this room, you know, I can talk, I can mm-hmm. speak, but when I'm with- you know five six women <laughs> it's hard for me to get out what i'm trying to say and yeah, everyone's analyzing what i'm saying or people get sensitive and it's like oh and it's like that's not what i said it's like no but i know what you meant it's like yeah they're not even catching any kind of context with it right whereas yeah. here you have no choice but to hear because there's no yeah. room for rebuttal because it's a podcast so i think it's definitely made my relationship with my mom a lot better that's awesome i think therapy helps with that a little bit <laughs> You know, it's just, it's been, it's been fantastic. Now, does this differ from therapy or am I not poking in the right directions or, uh, it differs in the sense that like, there's still some things I'm not going to open up on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Not gonna go, Tell us about your relationship with your mother. Yeah. It's like, eh, yeah. let's save that stuff. We don't want to <laughs> kill people. But I mean, I still, I'm still like, you know, pretty open about what I talk about on here. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the same uh, thing. I mean, I, I, I tend to look at this as a, as my sort of comedic exercise. I like to sort of like keep things light and, you know, just tell jokes. And I think we really do that quite a bit. We do. It's still, I I leave the heavy stuff to you. It still amazes me when I hear people laughing. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm looking for. I'm just looking for a laugh. Like if I'm like in the car, like I was listening to an episode with my Mm mother-in-law and she kept, we were in like the middle of the conversation. We were actually on the way to go pick up my father-in-law's urn. Okay. And as we're driving to go pick it up, I'm having a serious conversation with her. Right. And the latest episode was on in the background because I, okay. I was listening to it. 
I just and I don't listen to it like for vanity. I just I want to hear how are we speaking? Exactly. Where can I get exactly. better? Yeah. It's like where are we kind of you know? I'm, I'm yeah. always looking to perfect the craft. And she keeps laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing? And she goes, I'm sorry. She goes, I'm trying to pay attention, but you two are just you guys crack me up. Isn't that a, isn't that a great feeling? And I'm like, I get that a lot from people. Yeah. I'm like, you find this funny? She goes, oh, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, what's funny about it? And she goes, I don't know. Just the way that you interact, the way that you two are so opposite on the spectrum as far as like life right she goes but there's this weird interaction and connection where you kind of sync up and it's funny she goes you're both out of your mind she has really good taste i must say she does she has fantastic <laughs> taste it's a little expensive but it's good you know my mom cracks up my mom likes to you know make she got she has to make sure she hears herself does she? oh my god now she's always like She's like, people want me on the podcast. You got to get me on the podcast. Jeez, people want to hear me. But you know what happened? That is, to me, that's like a barrel of information. I wouldn't even know where to start I'll with tell that. You, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. My mom, for all her all her madness and antics. She'd be quiet. The second you put the headphones and the uh -huh, microphone uh -huh. on and it becomes real, she would shut down. I guarantee I'd pull her out of that. I think you'd eventually pull her out, but it would take a while. Yeah. She, uh... It's something I happens. have a very charming way of pulling you things do. out of people. You do. I know. We'd have to. <laughs> a lot of people. We'd have to get like that. like rubber seats. She'd <laughs> exactly. hear like your voice. She's constantly like, "Oh, that man, Roy." I'm like, "Settle down, settle oh, down." Yes. <laughs> Jesus. She's like, "His voice, I can listen to it." Ay, nena, forever. I'm like, "Ew, you're disgusting." Yeah, but she's uh, she's got really good taste. So I'll uh, I'll accept that. <laughs> I like how you like lowered like your voice a little bit. Like, oh, oh she's yeah. got really good taste. So disgusting. It's my mom. <laughs> so know. gross. So gross. My mom lights a candle before she turns on the episode. Like, puts on some like romantic music in the background. Some Kenny G. She's like, "Good evening, Mr. Roy. Tonight I'm tapping in with Roy." It's like actually it's tapping in with Professor Miguel, but whatever. Right. Who's counting? <laughs> Who's She's keeping like, track? Enough of you, puppy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Say, hey, papito, shut up. You talk too Let much. the old guy talk. She's like, we get it, we get it. <laughs> You're complaining about me. <laughs> Your life was so hard. We get it. She called me up. She goes, for the record, we didn't we didn't live in an apartment. We lived in a condo. Okay. That's I was like, an, what's the difference? Right. She's like, it wasn't an apartment. I was like, was it a walk up? No. Okay. Was, so straight first floor. Got it. Yeah. First floor, three bedrooms. Got it. Got it. You know, that's what, a, you know, listen. It was. She, I never said it was a she shitty apartment. Point. <laughs> I never said it was a shithole. I didn't say we lived in a project. But then she's like, "No, you know what? I should have done with you. I should have. We should have lived in the projects. I should have really made you suffer." Oh, and I'm like, "No, why? <laughs> right? I'm like, why are you so fired up? I was like, you realize in the same episode I said that I said that you ripped off a chicken's head and put blood on someone's lawn, but you're ignoring that part. <laughs> that part, you're not like, how dare you say that? Is that because it was true? <laughs> but the apartment that really fired her up i was like mom apartment condo what's the fucking exactly. difference you worked hard for us to live in it she has a lot to be proud of though she does but she she likes to dwell on the little I things i mean the two of you are, are like really really doing well you mm. know you and your sis i mean you're good people more than anything else yeah get the money aspect. you're just good folks yeah so my sister I mean, does all right that, she's doing her thing and as far as pat i mean my gosh uh I could see how she could find this funny, though. Yeah. She needs a little humor in her life right now. Yeah. John had a very similar sense of humor, too. Did she? Did it? Yeah. Did John was absolute wild man. I he, mean, he was my... He, he had, had good to deal stories. with me at a son-in-law, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? 
God bless him. I don't know how he put up with my ass. Why do you say did. that? Why do you say that? I mean, like because I don't, I don't buffer it for the in laws. Oh, I got you. You're they get out. what they get. You get it. You know, the other day, Pat, I said something. She goes, you know, I never know what's going to come out of your mouth. I was like, I'm going to let you on a little secret, Pat. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> Sometimes I say things and I'm like, oh, jeepers. That was very inappropriate. <laughs> Did you just say the word jeepers? Yeah, I'm trying not to curse. Wow. So I say, oh, jeepers. <laughs> well, because Juliana's picking up everything and she's, she's listening to. Yeah, man. She's bad. Well, just like me talking like there she goes, oh, my God, there's a freaking ant. I'm like. <laughs> what how old are you right and like she like stomped her little foot she goes oh my god there's a freaking ant i'm like oh jesus <laughs> or she'll go omg like, she's three that's awesome she's three that's awesome oh yeah <laughs> she's like yeah, three it, going on 13 i didn't have any women in my life growing up I, i've said it before i just didn't have any sort of aside from my mom i didn't have any uh, uh cousins i didn't have any they were all guys and so it was kind of new to me. So when I talked to my brother who has a daughter, she's 21 now. She's living in the city. Oof. And uh, good luck. No, no. I'll tell you something really interesting. Smart girl. Good head on her shoulders. Really, really sharp. But to the good. point that she's um, she's very sort of standoffish because she can smell bullshit from a, you know, from a mile away. Good. That's important. Yeah. She's really, really sharp. She's not going to put up with any kind of bullshit from some asshole. And... Um, so I was talking to my brother. I said, "Is she uh, is she dating anybody now or anything like that?" And he's like, "No, she just doesn't want to deal with it." And it's like she knows there are guys that buy her drinks. She knows there are guys that you know want to you know get in her uh, her uh, pantaloons, skibbies. and uh, she just reads it. She doesn't want to deal with it, and she's just concentrating on work. You know, I Bright think kid. that's important for a woman. And yeah. I always tell people like I never want to be that dad that like lies to himself, and it's like. Like on the wedding, go up to like the like the groom and be like, oh, "My little, be careful with my little girl tonight." <laughs> it's like, listen, dude, your daughter's been doing things. I'm on wrecker, <laughs> but but, and I've said this to people, I just want to make sure when my daughter gets to that age, mm -hmm. it's happening on her terms. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it's a happening really, because really good point. She wants to do it. Okay, it's not because some dude wooed her or like you know outsmarted her or right. like she fell for the bullshit. If it's happening, she chose to do it. Yeah. That's that's my goal. It's like, listen, it's going to happen. She's going to do it. And by it, I mean, you know, sex. Yeah, yeah. But it's on her terms. She controls okay. what's happening. And, you know, some dude's not getting in her pants. She's getting in their pants. Right, right, right. Okay. Alpha. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So she's going to be the alpha girl. I get that. And Benny is just, I got to keep an eye on that kid. I don't know everything I read from Benny and I even met the kid, but he just seems like such a, a, a sweet hearted person. Dude. Number one. And number two, he's just really expressive. Yeah. You know, um, I met his little girlfriend this weekend. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm not going to say her name, but they're BFFs from kindergarten. Love it. She knows her man because she <laughs> showed up. She showed up to the birthday party on Saturday. Right. Dressed to the nines. Oh, no, 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 not dressed to the nines. She had a sequence Sonic the Hedgehog shirt. Ooh. So when you like rub the sequence up, oh, it right. became yeah. supersonic. I got gotcha. you. Dude, they were holding hands. That's a big thing. It Wherever he went, fish. she was right behind him. Wow. He had to run up the warp wall. So the guy's like, all right, everyone, let's start cheering. Benny. Benny. Right. But she wasn't going. She was like, she was like 
a different cheer. She's, she's looking, like, let's go, Benny. You can do it, Benny. I'm like, yo, she is cheering for her <laughs> boo. She went up to my sister, gave my sister a big hug, and was like, hi, I'm, and said her name. And my sister like looked at her. She was like, who are you? Where did you come from? How do you know my nephew, and what do you do for a living? She's like, I don't know why I got so protective with a five-year-old little girl. She's like, I could just tell, like, mm, I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah. But she's like this cute little blonde girl. Wow. Great parents. That's awesome. But man. I was just like, I saw her. I was like, oh, dude, you're cursed. Now, is she a, uh, a blonde, a brunette? What is uh, Benny's taste at this age? I'm curious. The same taste he had when he was 11 months old at his baptism. <laughs> What's that? He likes the blondes, dude. Dude, the blondes are where it's at. I mean, it just oh, attracts the eyes. It's You have to really get older to appreciate the brunettes and their sophistication. That's brunettes the, are better. Yeah. 100%. All around. Overall. I mean, look, I've met some beautiful blondes, but I don't know. It's Brunettes always had this sort of sophistication level that uh, we yeah. got to talk about women one day. Yeah. On one of the podcasts. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 blondes. you know, blondes are great. <laughs> blondes are like Odell Beckham. All right. They're flashy. They're shiny. They look amazing. They've right. got all these spectacular catches. Brunettes are like Wes Welker. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a, they're going to, they're going to run they're the dependable. post. They're going to catch it in the middle. Right. They're going to get you 10 to 20 yards a pop. Right. I and they're going to play They're and they're in it. Okay. They're in it. I feel like blondes know they have more options because they're blonde. Yeah, no, I, I could see what you're saying. It's just a much Brunettes more, are more loyal. It's more eye-catching kind of look. You know, when I see a blonde, I, I you know, it just draws my attention. Well, my son, it, they have his attention fully. <laughs> fully. He's funny, man. He's like holding her hand. That's awesome. I'm around the way. But like, like Steph was on a field trip with them. Okay. And she was sending me pictures, same thing. They're holding hands the whole time. That's unbelievable, though. Wow. This is a little GF. Who knows? Imagine 30 years from now, they're like married. I hope not. I, hope I mean, because that would mean he'd been a, a one-woman man his whole life. Well, you never know. They they bump into each other at like DJs one night. And they're like, did you go to this middle school? And they're like, yeah. It's like, oh, my God, it's me, Benny. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, Do yeah. you still like Sonic? And he's like, ah. It shows off like a weird Sonic tattoo. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jace had that experience recently. He went to a uh, a reunion for what? Not a reunion. One of the uh, guys was retiring from the high school. One of the coaches. So Jace goes there and he sees one of the girls that you know he used to have a thing for, and uh, he's very happy he did not hook up with her. Oh, that can happen. <laughs> I think she hit the wall doing thirty. So that's typically what happens. They leave high school. They go to college, and yeah, they have that that. That sort of 10-year window. Well, they never had to work to be hot. Yeah. So they get to college and they're hot. And then before they know it, you know, they get you yeah. know, used and abused. Whereas the girls that weren't the, you know, quote unquote hot girl in high school, yeah. they get to college and they're like, you know what? I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to do this. And the yeah. next thing you know, you're at the 10-year reunion. You're like, holy shit. Where did you come from? That's why I'm going to teach this to my son. And I believe this when I was an always be nice to all the girls. Oh yeah, without a doubt. You got to play the long game. It's yeah. not about hooking up in high school. It's about who's going to hook up with you when you're 22. Mm-hmm. And if you were nice to them when you were 13, guess what? You're in there. Yeah. So now when all the douchebags are like, "Oh hey, what's up? How you been?" They're like, "Now, yeah. dirtbag." But you know, when little Benny was nice to them, they're like, "Oh my god, Benny!" And she's like, "Oh my god, you look amazing. Good job." And they're like, "You were always so sweet to me in high school." <laughs> it's like, "Well, I just thought you were such a nice person." Bang! Now you're in there, baby. You gotta play the long game. Very true. Long game. Yeah, 
Yeah, because I, I think, you know, this has obviously been stated many, many times, but... My wife like, cannot listen to this episode. Guy's <laughs> stock tends to go up. Well, you that's know, another thing. The older you get, and women women have, unfortunately, that, uh, that biological... It's TikTok. a real thing. It's a very real thing. It's a very real and, thing. You know, you know, and I always kind of feel for... Uh, I've said this you know, on the podcast a few times before, I feel bad for girls a lot of times, especially in this sort of sexualized environment. It's tough, man. Yeah. It really is. And I don't envy these women. Like, as a guy, it's pretty easy because when you get married, when you're ready to get married. Yeah, not only that, all of the, uh, I think a lot of guys are finally figuring it out that the marital contract is not really in their favor. They, I just saw a study on that. Yeah. Where engagements and marriages are slowing down yeah. it's because less men are getting married exactly and when they're asking these men they did a study they asked these men like why are you not married and most of them said it's a horrible contract it is number one you get married right out the gate she gets half of everything and if the marriage goes south she gets everything she gets the kids she gets the house it never mm-hmm. goes in the guy's favor ever yeah so it's like you're putting yourself in a situation where if it doesn't go well you are royally fudged yeah you are fadoodled when you say fadoodled <laughs> i don't want to say fucked this <laughs> feels good to say it. <laughs> you're royally fadiddled anyway taking a uh I, I i'd love to do a whole episode on this you know just uh, men and women men and women and we have to get a woman in here though and someone to fight us we have to crack some uh some brews you know, or like, I was gonna pick up a bottle of bourbon for tonight. Get a little drinky drink one year. Next yeah. week, let's crack open some drinks. I'd like that. Let's do it. Because I get really, really charming after two or three. Uh... I get very loud and obnoxious. You? <laughs> That's you, dude. I don't know why that happens though. Because here's the thing. I was out of the restaurant with you. I found you to be very funny. I- I'm funny, and you know what it is. I don't think I'm getting loud to be obnoxious. I just think that my storytelling becomes more animated yes mm-hmm. and i need more noise and yeah and i just because that eggs you on i it's it's a fucking problem i gotta stop it's doing not a problem it. at all but it, i wasn't it, like that when i was younger at least i don't think i'm more yeah. aware of it now and uh-huh. i think i think you know what it is too i think i drink so infrequently now yeah that when i do like it i go feels i good. go hard it feels really good i mean i don't get the guy that's you know slamming back you know bottles like i was with the uh, you know, with uh, Rex and uh, Jesus at my house on Saturday night. Where real... was my invite? Dude, I would invite you a thousand times to Sunday, but you you know, I don't know if you'd come over. Do you feel of weird course. about that? No, I don't feel weird about that. All right. You got the next invite, babe. I should be invited. I'd love Stephanie to come over. I'd love to hang with you guys and, and you know, invite a couple of other folks. Invite me every time. Seriously? You might okay. get 99 no's, but you're going to get a yes eventually. <laughs> it's just because I'm super like. I know. But what? I still want the invite. Okay, you got it. Because I how dare you not invite me to your house? I had check out this crowd. You had, invited two brown dudes, and not one of them was me. Three. Who was the third? Al, the cop. <sighs> he's a fucking great guy to hang with. He's fan, he seems. I fantastic. gotta tell you, he got me fired. All up three tonight, of those guys though. are great guys to hang with. He got me fired up tonight. Why? What? Talking about the Cheesecake Factory, dude. Uh, <laughs> I hate that place. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to even give him any publicity. No, I don't like them. They're not good. They're a fast food restaurant disguised as fine dining. There's no reason for me to have to sit in a restaurant for three hours to have coconut shrimp, bread, a pesto pasta, and okay. then they try to stuff my face with a cheesecake. Cheesecake. Come on, man. 
Know what you are. Okay. Know what you are. Yeah. <laughs> their, <laughs> no, smooth, their smoothies are fantastic. That's the thing. Their food's not bad. I don't I don't I think dislike the food's their really food. Good. Yeah. The food's really good. It's very high in calories, very high in fat. That's true. Not good for you at all. You don't even realize how high in calories Oh, are. I realize. Because they list it now, the calories. Dude, when they drop off a plate of pasta mm. and the and you need two people to yeah. put the plate down, like they're lifting a TV. <laughs> Don't be like, oh, it's you know, it's just a little pasta. No, that shit is heavy. You're just consumed seven pounds of pasta, right. but it's pesto. I don't give a shit. That's gonna hurt on a per pound basis. Oh, dude, that's gonna hurt. So funny we bring that up because we were talking about uh, my weight loss journey, mm-hmm. and you asked me, you're like, do you feel better in the morning? Yeah. And I told you these last three weeks, we've been, I've been kind of eating a little shitty. Okay. Not, define, define shitty. Yeah. So. You know, like I'll have like, like let's say it's Friday night dinner. We order pizza for the kids. Okay. I might have a slice or two of pizza. Okay. You know, but and like a salad. So like I'm not going overboard. That's not even that shitty. It's That's not that shitty. But here's the thing: when just like the three weeks of eating like that, dude, I felt it. Did my you? joints weren't feeling oh, good? Wow. Okay. My bones were hurting. Yeah. Cleaned it up last week. This week went right back to the to the you know the meals right. what I actually yeah. eat. You know, which I eat well. I'm full. I, I do uh-huh. variations of things. Feel better. Yeah. So my body just feels better. My mind Are feels better. Are you fast doing the IF, the intermittent fasting? I, I mean. Because that's what really does it for me. Some days I will. Just okay. just because I like to do it. I like the way it feels to, you yeah, know, I like have my feeling. last meal at midnight and then not eat again until four. Right. You know, I like the way it feels. But for the most part, I, I don't have to. Like okay. if I'm hungry and I wake up. I'll have my breakfast. I'll make myself a good breakfast, and then I'll just make like, sure I stay within my macros. Now, on the breakfast, are you hitting like uh, toast or bagels in this night, or a waffle, or are you doing like eggs and bacon? It depends on what we're doing. Because if you um, just do the protein, you're fine. You're golden. So it depends. Like if I can have carbs, I'll do some toast. I might throw some stuff. Okay. Uh, if we're on like low carbs, I just avoid that entirely, and then I'll do. Right. But usually, if I'm low carbs, I'm higher fat. So, okay. you know, I can do like three eggs and throw in some bacon and maybe throw in some turkey sausage and I'm, I'll Love eat. It. Yeah. And then I'm full. You can pound it. Yeah, I can pound it down. And then guess what? In three, four hours, I'll eat like, you know, 250 grams of rice and throw like another 200 grams of chicken on there. Okay. For my fats, I use an avocado ranch, which is delicious. And I just kill it. Where do you dude. get that? I like that. I love avocado. I get it at a, a little place called Whole Foods. <laughs> I can't stand Whole Foods. Oh, first why all, not? Why first not? of all, I want a forearm shiver half the people that are in there, okay, with their politics. I, I just, I know they're, mm, that just gets me. So I'm a more of a traitor. You know Joe's all the women guy. have hairy armpits? Oh, you totally know it, Nettie. <laughs> <laughs> they all got dirty toes and Birkenstocks. And I, I, you know, I'm dying to wear my MAGA hat in there. <laughs> you should oh really? Oh my God. Have you considered changing to Enlon aluminum deodorant? Right. You know what? I don't care. How about that? You really should care. It's your health, and health is wealth. You know what else is wealth? The fact that I can fucking shop here. Right. The fact that I'm at Whole Foods listening to your dumbass <laughs> talk to me about something a $9 non aluminum deodorant that probably smells like shit. And it don't work either. Doesn't work. I'm it's like you're wearing your too. shirt and you're fucking like coming out of it already. Can't do it. Yeah, no, I don't dig Whole Foods. I really like Trader Joe's, though. The people at Trader Joe's are just like the nicest people on the planet. Just really I like great I like people. Trader Joe's. The reason we do Whole Foods okay. is because they deliver. Oh, okay. I get that. That's the reason why. But Steph's go to is Trader Joe's. She likes going there at least once a week. You Where know, do you go on the one on Route One? 
Oh yeah, Prince. That's Tone. a good one. Yeah. Prince Tone. Prince Tone. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, good that's where we get a lot of Benny's dinner. That's where he gets his. <laughs> that's where he gets his. You know, his steamed dumplings and all that. Now is uh, is Benny taking his gal out for uh, dinners these days or? Uh? Oh God, I hope not. It's another <laughs> expense I don't need. No, but he's sweet, man. He's a good kid. Yeah, he's six now. Our relationship is at a really nice point right now. Is it? Yeah, because you know he's, he's still in the lovey dovey phase, and uh... well, he's a boy, so we never really had that lovey dovey phase. Like we were always very affectionate, but mm. mommy was his life. Uh, and for as much as we're alike, we have, you know, we're a little, you know, what it's the things that we have that are very similar kind of drive me crazy. Like his imagination and his focus. I'm like, Oh my God. And stuff's like, that's you, you have no focus and your imagination's crazy. But that's always what, you know, that tends to be the thing about our children that drives us craziest are the ones they get from us. But since we moved into the new house, right, man, that is my homie. Because we really found something, and wow. I'm glad we found it at six. It kind of excites me. You know? Tell me. I didn't have to wait till it was 15. I love to swim. I love to be in the water. Right. He loves to swim and loves to be in the water. He's in the deep end, swimming to the bottom, doing all this stuff. So we're just in the pool every day for an hour, playing Holy shark, God. jumping off the deep end, working on strokes. He likes to do this thing where he holds onto my shoulders. And then I go from the shallow end and swim all the way to the bottom in the deep end, oh, eight wow. feet deep. And then I come back up and he, and he just holds on it. the whole time. Oh, wow. So when I pop up, I'm like, you good, dude? He goes, yeah, do it again. That's like the Aquaman like, Here thing, we go. holding on to the dolphin. That's and, kind of how know. it is. And I got the Jason Moe look kind <laughs> right. of going right now. So in his mind, his dad is Aquaman or Maui. Absolutely, brother. But uh, he loves it. That's you know? beautiful. So we're out there wearing the goggles and, you know, we, we do the whole thing. It's fantastic. <laughs> now, is Steph a pool gal or is she a pool side No, gal? she is. She's a pool gal. She's in there. She's swimming. She's okay. getting her hair wet. She's dipping. Okay. I would have never married her if she wasn't. Because Pookstar is a pool side kind of gal i can see that <laughs> a nice little wedge oh yes yeah, little sebastian maniscalco there a nice wedge at the pool she comes over and she's like i'll just uh, you know stick my feet in the in the pool and that'll be that's the that's the uh the extent of it so in my my courtship days uh i would always judge women uh, and not too many ever made it to this test but <laughs> the beach if we go to the beach and you don't get in the ocean Oh, that's a re- that's actually really good relationship. Yeah, over, over, yeah, over. Yeah, because I'm not dealing with that. Can you put some lotion on my back? Can you come lay with me? Are you gonna be in the water mm. all day? Yeah, I'm gonna be in the water all Holy day. Fucking day. I like to be in the water. Yeah, I'm a cancer. I'm a water sign. I'm a summer baby. I'm a. You're not baby. getting skin cancer come either. On, You're, get out of here. Got that olive. Mediterranean yeah, skin, you're already. I'm already colored like a nice cappuccino, light beautiful. and sweet, baby. Let's Absolutely. do it. Like I've been kissed by the sun god. It's exactly. a beautiful tan. You want me to lay on the beach and do what? Sweat? Right. Listen to this to music. Yeah. Relax. That's not. That's probably shitty music cooking. too. Oh, it's always shitty music. And what makes it worse is it has to overlap other people's shitty music. Yeah. I like to go to the beach and read. Ugh. I'm sitting in an <laughs> oven. No, I want to be in the exactly. water. I want the waves to beat Absolutely. me up. I want to body surf. I want to maybe see a shark. That's another story. All right. So, yeah, if you don't get in the water, not doing you it. You can't ride with me. Yeah. Can. Or if you pull the, oh, just don't get my hair wet. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Because I, I thoroughly love being in the water. Wow. I just, I feel at home there. One of the things that I like to do, and Benny's trying to do it, which he, he probably shouldn't do, but he does. 
I will exhale all my air. Right, and you just go down to the bottom. And I sit there. Yeah. With no air in my lungs. Yeah. And I try to stay down there for at least a minute. That's that's pretty freaking good. Yeah, I can get up to two minutes on a good day. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed, actually. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I hold my breath for about a minute, 10 seconds, minute 20. Well, I mean, perfect example. When we were in Lancaster, I like, I was like, oh, let's see how long you can hold my breath. And it had been, I haven't done it in like maybe two, three years. Right, right, right. And I went down and it was like, 30 seconds yeah and i yeah, popped yeah. up and Steph's like <laughs> Steph's like uh oh someone's getting old i was like give me three more tries yeah exactly and i hit 30 you gotta 40 55 and then i hit the minute i was right. like oh, i thought it would take me longer to get to a minute right she's like did you really just get to from 30 seconds to a minute in like <laughs> seven minutes i was like yeah i was like if i really tried i can get to two minutes by the end of this trip now if you were under for 30 seconds and tom was there <laughs> Tom's the type of dude that will black out just to prove a point. Exactly. Like, he'll black out. When it's 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, and then you'll jump up to save him and be like, huh? I didn't pop up though, did I? I went. You weren't willing to go where I'm willing to go. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. And he will. He would absolutely pass out. Tom Zero. and his pool will one day just be like <laughs> floating I never, in the water I would down. Never, I would never down. even do that with him because I know for a fact he would just black out. It's just competition to him. You ever seen, uh, what's that movie with uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Men of Honor? Great movie. Right? There's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. there's that scene where they put the helmets That's on. De Niro. The and, yeah, De Niro. Uh, Cuba, yeah. So they're like seeing who can hold their breath the longest yeah, and like yeah, the little helmet that. at the bar. I remember that. De Niro doesn't even flinch, yet his character starts bleeding out of the nose and, sh- and shaking. But he's not budging. He's like, nope, I'm willing to die. That's Tom. Tom's willing to die for it. Like, there's a lot of people like, I'll die for this. I'm telling you, the man is one of those people he will 100% die for it. It's a different type of animal. Different type of animal. God, and God bless him for that. Yeah. For as successful as he is, like, you kind of got to be a little, a little crazy. Yeah. And he's there. Well, look, I mean, uh, I, I think if you can hold your breath, I think for a minute, I, does that is that like a physical thing or is that just you're born with it or what can you I think anyone develop can it? develop it. Anyone so can I remember develop that, it if you uh, practice. that magician like David Blaine holding his breath for like six, seven minutes or something. He's ridiculous. a wild man, dude. Crazy dude. He's wild. But I mean, it's not uncommon. Like Navy SEALs and stuff like that, yeah. they, you know, they can hold their breath for like four minutes underwater. Wow. It's crazy. They actually practice that. They practice going underwater and staying yeah. that. They make you swim as much as you can with a brick until you pass out. Oh, and wow. the reason they do that is so that you start learning what it feels like when you're about to pass out. And then the rest right, of the swimmers yeah. bring you right back up. And That's almost like in, with the jujitsu, though. Very similar. You got to know how it feels. You got to know you know, when to tap from a, a triangle choke or something like that. You know, yeah. you feel the walls closing in. I always feel like Navy SEALs were so fucking cool. Like okay. in my head, I was like, I would love to be a Navy SEAL. But here's where they lose me. Uh-huh. Jumping into shark infested waters, and so <laughs> like, I, like I would love to like try that. That's where you and, ring like, the bell. Like even the Hell Week and stuff ring like that. Ring the bell, Benitez. And ring again, the bell. I'm not saying that I could be a Navy SEAL. Okay. I'm not saying I could make it through that. Okay. But I see that stuff. I'm like, man, that is a challenge. That totally. It'd be exciting to at least try or, or see or sure. do. But as soon as they're like, all right, guys, we're going for our night swim. It's a four mile swim. I'm mm-hmm. like. See you later, guys. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) What's in that ocean? And they're in San Diego. I know. They're like off like Isla Guadalupe. Yeah. There's great white sharks in there. There's fucking. There are great white sharks in there. They're just jumping in and going for a four mile night swim. There's some man eaters in there. Get me the fuck (laughs) off this plane. Get me off this ride. I want nothing to do with it. 
I don't know how they do it. That, dude, if you breathe through your balls, these guys are blowing flames through yeah, their they're, balls. They're blowing bubbles through their Get balls. Get me <laughs> out of there. That idea scares the shit out of me. Wow. Terrifies That's me. That's it. Because, like, I mean, we're talking about fears tonight. I might have to, like, oh, dude. dig in on that a little bit. Jumping into shark-infested waters? That does it for you? Wow. Yes. Okay. How could it not? Yeah. That doesn't scare you? I don't know. I've never really thought about if doing I, it. If I, I got a buddy of mine that does this, though. I, he does scuba diving in, in shark-infested waters. He's got films of him doing it. But, like, it. where? It, it, it's like coral reefs and all this shit. Yeah, bro, they're great white sharks. I have no idea. I'll, I'll, I'll send you videos. Like, if there's, like, a lemon shark or shit like that, like, oh, okay, I might be like a little a nervous. Shark. <laughs> no, dude, these guys are jumping where there's great white sharks. Oh, I know. It's... Like, not guessing. No, no, no. Known. But inhabited the, but doesn't, groups. Don't the numbers kind of like make you feel I don't better? Because nobody's shit about numbers by these things. No. I don't care about the numbers, okay. Roy. All right. I'm not going to be like, oh, if we just swim calmly, it'll go away. No, the second I'm in that water <laughs> and I see one, dude, I'm Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> like, I'm losing my mind. Get me out of it. Just the thought of it. They're so yeah. big. A female great white shark can get up to 20 to 22 feet long. Yeah. 22 feet long Roy yeah. do you know how big that is yeah no what I was thinking the ones that the, the thought that really kind of really scares me was these guys in World War II that would have their boats sank yes yeah uh, SS Indianapolis was a yeah, perfect example and these fucking sharks would just fucking they got attacked do by, them up they got attacked by bull sharks yeah the, and, and the sharks would just fucking kill these beautiful you know great patriotic men and just well shit. the thing with the thing with bull sharks too is they they produce more testosterone per like do they really wow yeah that. than shit. any other animal, animal on earth wow so and i'm not talking about like that they have more than a human but they produce more for their body than we do right so they're just these angry mini yeah. they almost look like great white sharks these like mini angry great white napoleon complex right. juiced yeah, yeah, yeah. up little animals yep. just looking for fights to me they look like like what dinosaurs must have looked like back then like that freaks me out like when i look at a crocodile for instance that's a fucking that's a dinosaur 100 percent. <laughs> that's a fucking dinosaur Don't even get me started same on those with things. the sharks those know? things scare the shit out of me like these megalon you know so sharks are fucking scary so uh i love sharks big shark guy okay big shark guy love them okay one of my one of my just uh, from your couch watching them on tv <laughs> yeah. well, well here's the thing one of my like bucket list things is i would love to get into either a cage or one of those like glass that'd be cool enclosures yeah. and go in there because to me i feel that's safe yeah at least it's the illusion of safety which i'm okay with that yeah i'm okay with believing that it won't come into the cage i'm okay with that okay i'm even okay with maybe opening the cage and like just poking out and then coming right back in because then it's like oh i free dove with the great white shark Kind of bullshit, but kind of yeah, true. Right. I did it. Yes. You know, it's like if you're like, yeah, I drove Diddy's Ferrari. Well, you were a valet at a restaurant. <laughs> so did you? Yes. But technically, not the way you're presenting it. Yeah. I would do it. And I would love it. I've been trying to tell Tom for years, like, dude, can we get an affiliate in like San Diego or something? Like, because that's where it's all at. It's all right, right there. Right, right, I would do it. But Navy SEALs don't do that. Yeah, they don't. They're not really? out there in the middle of the day where they can see it and then find a it's good like spot. It's like they're inviting it. But they know? go out there when they hunt. They yeah. feed at night. Yeah. 
because the seals can't see them as well. Right. And you're going to jump down there with like a, a, a day, like a neon glowing green light. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm not going to bring attention to myself. That light gives you just enough yeah. so that you can see like three feet ahead of you. Right. Which means if there's nothing three feet ahead of you and you go the whole way, perfect. Right. But God forbid mm. you see something. It, dude, I'm getting chills talking about it. It <laughs> fucking terrifies me. Terrifies so me. In your hierarchy, give me your top five three or four fears with animals let's start with that with animals yeah the sharks number one sharks number one okay i know you don't like snakes i don't like snakes don't like snakes but i'm not fe- i'm not scared of like snake attacks okay like i'm not like i'm not gonna see a snake and i fear for my life i just don't like the way they look right they got no fucking legs <laughs> and weird little black eyes faster than you think they are their little tongues flicking okay they're just gross little creatures i don't like them okay so that's number three. I wouldn't say it's a fear. It's just it's a strong dislike. Oh, that's only the way they look. You're up to number three now. So, yeah, but I would rank the snakes okay. at number three. Oh, okay. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Know, number one would be sharks. Sharks. Specifically a great white. Okay. Like if I saw a hammerhead, I'd be like, okay. If I saw a bull shark, I'd be like, fuck, this is dangerous. <laughs> but, you know, I can, you know, they're, I can hit that little shit because okay. they're not that big. A great white, it's like, fuck. Right. <laughs> they're so big and so fast. No, you're right. And so fast. And you're in their world. You're and bro, not, they, you know what I'm and, saying? And the thing is like, they bite. That's it. Yeah, it's all over. You're done. Yeah. Even if I live, something's gone. Yeah, you're one less name on the census. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, one less leg, one less arm, one less right. like, like dick's gone. <laughs> right. Like, it's bad. You're um, a chalk outline. Oh, dude, it's horrible. Like, <laughs> the fear, like, oh. All right, so snakes are number two or number three? Snakes are number three. Cause I'm not I'm not scared of them for my life. I okay. just don't like the way they look. Okay, but so like as far two? as like a, dude alligators. Oh, okay, crocs alligators. Crocs okay. and gators. No, those are right. dinosaurs that are still alive. <laughs> are. And you know what I don't like about them? And they have a hiss. I noticed. They yeah. don't growl. They like. Hiss. Here's what I don't like about them. What's that? Like at least with like a great white shark, I know they're in the water. Uh huh. Right. As long as I stay out of the water, I'm okay. And <laughs> Crocs I, I can lie to be myself. In the water or and out they can of the come water. out. They can come out. That's a great point. And you know what's the worst part about That's a them? Great point. You watch these videos of these big ass gators in Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, they just walk around like yeah. they own the shit. And they're sunning themselves in your yeah. driveway. The only thing with gators though is they kind of seem to be chill. Yeah. Or like, like if, if you like, could throw a chicken leg at them, they'd get off your lawn. Yeah. Like they really have to get provoked. Yeah to do that's something that's what they say they you know say. what i mean like like, we, like i just you know I, i'm still gonna shit myself like yeah. i'm not gonna be happy with it but like if i saw a gator i'd like walk around it you know i'd walk across the street or like i'd, I'd stay on the same side of the street and just be like all right pay attention to that thing right but a great white shark <laughs> you're in their dude, world man they bite out of curiosity yeah what's this iron death death yeah. done Dude, I saw a video because it's Shark Week on Discovery Channel right now, wow. hosted by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> can you smell? Oh, dude. Yeah, can you smell what I just shit in the ocean after I saw a great life? <laughs> Horrible. And all that's going to do is attract more. Right. Dude, they showed one just like kind of coasting, chasing this little seal, coasting, yeah. looked like it was chilling. And then it like turned to face the seal. Oh no. And it just whipped its tail and covered like 20 yards in two seconds. Just Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. I don't swim that fast. No, you don't. I don't swim that fast. <laughs> and the problem is with like a great white, it's not the old, you know, like the old saying of like, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to run the one person next to you. Right. No, no, no. No. 
They that's chose the, you. That's the appetizer. Yeah. And they're, they're coming for yeah. the main dish. Like, they don't go towards the seals and grab whichever one's there. No, no, no. The, there can be three seals. The one they looked at, mm-hmm. that's where they're going. Wow. They're going there. Okay. Sight set. Locked. Ready for missiles. <laughs> Let me go, goose. Terrifying. Terrifying. Uh-huh. Ugh. All but right. they're beautiful creatures. We got to keep them alive. That they are. That they are. So what about, like, give me another land animal. Another land animal? Like, like I'll give you a few. Like, you know, the big cats. I feel like because I'm not exposed to them, I'm not scared of them. Okay. But like, if I lived out in California or if I lived out in Texas or like where they have, like, like, these, like... or something. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably be like, eee. Yeah, because they're a lot bigger than you think they are. Yeah. Like, I've seen a That's couple of them, too, and I'm I've like, seen them. damn, they're big. <laughs> like if I saw a lion in the wild, I'd be like, shit. That's a lot more cat than I thought it was. <laughs> well, I mean, I forget who I was. I saw, like, they were talking about this, about, like, you know, the illusion of feeling safe. They're like, if you... If you go for safari in Africa, right? Yeah, and you're on that little, the little like you know Land Rover. Mm-hmm. While you're on that Land Rover, you're like, oh look, a lion! Right. You fall out of that Land Rover, <laughs> you're like, oh fuck, a lion! <laughs> it becomes very real all of a sudden, real fast too. And they're just, you know, they're also territorial animals. That's yes. the thing. So if you're stepping on their, you know, their herd or, or yeah. their pride. And there are still deaths that occur. These guys oh, are still yeah. man eaters in like yeah. Africa and India, and you know. Even, well, that's the thing. They eat. They fucking eat. You know, like they a great white down. doesn't eat you; it just bites you. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Bull sharks thrash. That's what makes oh, them so they? worse. Is they bite down, they thrash. Dang. Yeah. So whatever they get is gone. So what about like a gorilla? Because they're pretty big, and you know they're fucking gonna rip your arm out of your socket. <sighs> Do you sense yeah, like you might what have it, a fight there? I don't think I have a fight there at all. <laughs> They're and fucking it, huge. I mean, for years, I was convinced that I could beat a bear. Okay. They're and huge, then, too. Yeah, and then I saw that movie, The Revenant, and I saw what the bear did to Leo. Right. And I remember I called my best friend right afterwards. I was like, hey, remember that argument about how I said I think I could beat a bear? He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't think so. Dude, I was in a car. We were in, um, I can't remember. Oh, we were traveling around Northern uh, California, and I saw a bear. It was much larger than I thought it was, and I'm in the car. They're like and eight I'm, feet tall. And I was like, my heart just started, you know, started pumping at that point. I'm like, damn, that's a lot bigger than I thought it was. Eight feet tall. <sighs> Steak knives. Yeah. For claws. For claws. Can run up to 20 miles and an hour. And they don't give a shit if you hit them. Because Stop like, it, yeah. dude. What are you going to do to them? Nothing. So we got to carry a knife. Something. A real one. Like <laughs> yeah. a crocodile Dundee knife. Like a machete. Yeah. Something. That's not a knife. That's a knife. If you don't have one of those, you're shit out of luck. Yeah. They're all terrifying. Yeah. I don't think we realize how vulnerable we are to all these animals if we didn't have our intelligence. Oh yeah. A thumb mm-hmm. and firearms. Yeah. It's the great equalizers. You eliminate those things, man. We're very vulnerable to these yeah. animals. And that's why great whites go at the top of the list. You're not shooting <laughs> a gun underwater. No. Go ahead. Shoot it with a dark gun. It's coming at you. At you, yeah. It's too at big. At speed. At yeah. speed and power. And they're yeah. aggressive. Yeah. They're mean. So what about like barracudas? They look like, because they come in, they hit you, they take a bunch of meat out of you, and then they go out. I'll tell you another and one. And like 30 or 40 of them are hitting you. Yeah. I'll tell you another one, though. Forget the barracudas. Free Willy's got everyone mixed, yeah, confused. Yeah, orcas. Those orcas are killers. Yeah. Killers. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're smart. Yeah. They work as a group. 
they communicate with each I always, other. Did you ever see the video of the uh, the seal that yes. escaped that jumped into the boat and they felt bad for the seal and, and this and that and it's just like, fucking save me, you know, that kind of thing. I saw the video where the seal was stuck on a little piece of ice. Right. And what they started doing was like, like three orcas started bobbing their head oh up God. and down to get the thing to like bounce. Yeah. And then two other orcas would swim as fast as they could. And then right before they hit the iceberg, they would like go under to create this wave oh, while the other two were bobbing, trying to catch it. So then when it didn't fall off, the two bobbers swam around. Now oh, they made the God. wave and it was just like, <laughs> you're going to die. They are strategizing yeah. murder. I know. But free Willy. <laughs> now I will say this. I, I've, I really, 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 really want to make an attempt to never take my kids to like a sea world or a place like that. Oh, cause you think they're like it's not, exploited that's, or something. That's not like how that. they're supposed to live, man. They're in prison. I was in San Diego and we went to the uh, sea world. It was pretty cool. I mean, I'm not saying it's not and, cool. And here's the weirdest thing. You're talking about orcas. They come right out on the standing platform and you could just pet them and that kind of thing. Yeah, until it realizes it's not meant to be exactly. a fucking pet. Yeah. When, when it's egg timer goes off and, yeah. uh, you know. Well, but, dude, have you ever seen, uh, I think it's called like Black Water or Black Whale, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary on these like workers okay. and what they do to them. Oh, it's horrendous. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's bad. I don't know. I was they talk- suffer. I was even talking with uh, Jesus. He was at my house. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, you mentioned it. I didn't get an invite. No. Must have gotten lost in the mail. <laughs> I'm only I'm only the host of this goddamn podcast. I'm getting an invite to your house. Um, and he has he's got a fucking killer dog too. He's got a big Doberman. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he was, a, and he was saying that the dog is trained, you know, to I fuck. I 100 believe it. You know, it's not one of these like easygoing no, kind no, of Dobermans. No, no, no. That's like if you say the wrong word, like spaghetti and meatballs, and the dog suddenly loses it. Yeah, it's a beautiful dog. It really is. It's big. Yeah, I feel like if someone has a dog like that, they only have them oh, for one reason. Compensating, obviously, because Jesus has half a dick. It's oh. obvious. Oh, I was gonna say it was for murder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like if you have, like you don't have that dog just to have a pet dog. Yeah. You have that dog because it's there to like kill you if you do something. And I was talking with his wife, who, by the way, is just a very, very sweet and beautiful, charming person. Anyway, a whole beautiful family. Yeah, really. The whole Jesus has got it going on. Um, but she was saying they have a gun in the house, they have the dog, and her husband does jujitsu. I'm like, yeah. so what are you afraid of here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you're living in suburb, you know, in, in a suburb that's really, really nice. She's afraid that the dog's gonna be asleep. Right. He's not gonna get to the gun, <laughs> and his his jujitsu is not as good as he no. says it is. <laughs> Dude, I remember I had uh, <laughs> I, I had uh, I had the cops at my house one time. Our alarm went off. Okay. And they came in. He's like, you know, should we know about anything? I was like, well, you know, I got, I have weapons in the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, all right, good. He goes, good choice, by the way. I was like, thank you. <laughs> and then, uh, so we start talking, and he's like, oh, he goes, you know, I, I see, uh, I had like my black belt out or something because I yeah, checked yeah, the yeah. closet. I was like, oh yeah, I trained Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He's like, oh, he's like, he's like, oh, so you trained Jiu Jitsu and you have a gun? I was like, yeah. He's like, good for you. You're safe. I was like, yeah, because you guys don't train. I was like, you're not going to get to your gun. Wow. I was what like, I'm say? essentially. What do you say? He, he looked at me. He goes, uh, I was like, nah, man. I was like, you guys got to train. Yeah. I was like, you guys show up when shit pops off. I was like, you're not here to protect me. You're essentially here to make sure I don't go to jail. It, well, yeah. I mean, I, that's one of the biggest things in the world that uh, people think the cops are there to protect you. They're not there to protect you. They're there to handle things after the crime has been committed. You know? 
Yes, they're there to like legally protect you, mm-hmm. just in case. JIC. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, law enforcement needs to train. No doubt. I don't see. And we got great cops in this uh, school. I don't think people realize how many cops we have in this school. Yeah, we have a ton. I can think of like nine or ten of them off the top of my head, and they're all great guys. More. Are they more? Okay. Just great guys. You know. It makes me feel good. Yeah. It makes me feel really good. Speaking of that, I had Al at my house. You know, he's a cop. So <laughs> he is. Can we tell everyone what Jesus does? Jesus is Dr. Jesus Barrios, yes, Barrios Vision. Yep, Route 22 in Boundbrook, or I believe Bridgewater, one of those towns. One of those towns. And it's a beautiful store on the uh, on the highway. Really yeah. nice. If you need glasses or, uh, you know, just a good conversation, he'll, yeah. he's always there for Well, you. and here's the other thing, uh-huh. right? He's got Duck Donuts right next door. Does he really? I love yeah. that place. Right. I'm talking about literally next door. I, I know he has a Taco Bell within walking distance. I don't know about all that. But <laughs> it's not like he's like, not like we have pliables next door, but when it's like five storefronts. Right. No, no, no. Literally next door is oh, Duck Donuts. Wow. So if you That's like donuts, go get yourself a donut before or after. Go get your eyes checked. He has a great selection yeah. of, yes, of eyewear. Uh, we go there. Steph went there. Got a just a good dude too. Got a beautiful pair of Tom Ford glasses. Wow. She was due for an upgrade, and she really stepped up with TF. Oh, she stepped up, and they're like they're they're like invisible frames, so oh, they're wow. like the clear plastic, but they have like that pink tint. Oh, she looks so cute in them. <laughs> wow, so adorable. Every time she puts them, I'm like, you look. I'm like, you're so cute. That's beautiful. I love it. Well, I got actually. Thanks. I'm so happy that you brought that up because tonight, and I know we're like about 45 minutes into this whole thing, but we kind of hit on the subject. Yeah, well, we'll, we're going to talk about uh, fear, but I uh, I wanted to just dedicate a quiz to Stephanie. So I think you're going to be really, really happy. So you're going to quiz me right now about her? No, 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 not about her. This this is uh, no, not now. Just we'll talk about fear right now. But uh, as you know, how I do quizzes with you. Mm I, I just wanted her to kind of feel like the love from you. Oh, she's good, bro. So if you ever I'm ask gonna... her a quiz about me, she's going to get everything right. Okay. I'll get everything so wrong. So this is, this is going to be the exact opposite. Okay. Yeah. But the uh, subject tonight, my man, is uh, overcoming fear. Fear. And the reason it came up was because um, I was thinking about you guys, you know, especially after listening to the last episode about uh, your father-in-law passing. Yeah. And just the fear that you get from that phone call, you're waiting on that phone call and it just, it just drains you that fear. And I, I went through it myself with my dad waiting on that phone call that he, you know, that he passed. So I, I wanted to talk about that. So the first thing I guess is overcoming fear. So mm. how, like, do you assess the situation, uh, to try and get, you know, whether it's a physical fear or a mental fear or an uncertainty fear, like what? What is it when you fear something? I mean, I think fear comes in so many different forms, right? Mm-hmm. So you have like uh, the superficial fear, you know, the fear of, you know, are, are people going to like what I say? Are people going to like me? Those are very like superficial fear. fears. Yeah. That's like a social fear, right? Okay. Then you have like those deep-seated fears, you know, like the fears of like, am I good enough? Am I good like enough? Like a failure husband? fear. Can I fail? Yeah. Then you have those very heavy fears of like, you know. When you have children or when you're really invested into something, you know, like your know, business or something. Those right. are fears. Like, like the fear of something happening to my children. Whew, that's yeah. real. Yeah. Especially because that's a fear. Like I can't control that. 
to me, that's like an uncertainty. In other words, you can't, like you said, you can't control the circumstances and you're like, you're really uncertain that this is a safe situation. Right. You know, I, I, or that you're on the right track in life. I'll tell you right now, I never take any doctor's appointment with my kids for granted. Wow. Ever. Hmm. Every time, like, I'm never like, oh, it's just, you know, regular checkup. Right. No, every time we get there, I'm scared out of my mind. Yeah, you're going to hear I'm something. I'm terrified. Yeah. So when the doctor's like, everything looks good, I'm like, thank you. And I, I, yeah. I, I say a little prayer. I say thank you to God. I'm like, thank you. Awesome. I'm like, thank you for just giving us. That is visit. awesome. Because it could, man, how many parents go to those vids and like, mm, could be nothing, but I'm a little, yeah. I do want to check this. Yeah. And then we before you know it. saw a spot on the x-ray or kind of shit. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Those kids. I, and the thing is, like, I always try to think about that. Like, when I think about, like, are you having a bad day? Or if someone's complaining about something. I was, I was like, you might be having a shitty day, but right now there's a six-year-old battling cancer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. That's not right. I've seen that meme where the uh, the kid is shaved head and he's standing <sighs> over the toilet. And his sister's holding him as he... Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, sick. Oh, my God. I just... Like, that all those St. Jude commercials... It's oh terrible, God, that's man. It's tough to watch. You know, that's yeah. that's a that's a genuine fear. Yeah. That's a fear. Do you fear it on the opposite side though, with like people that are older than you? You know, like uh I mean it's not as um unexpected. I mean, of course I fear. Like I would never want, you know when I was a kid, we uh, my sister was a little sick and she had to do a bunch of tests and uh, they thought for a while she might have had lupus. Oh god. And I remember just being like I think I was like 12 or 13 and just like terrified. Like my sister uh, you know, I don't give her enough credit on the show. My sister, I love my sister to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I did not have my sister in my life, I would feel empty. Wow. Uh, she's Probably the most important person. Now, to is me. she you in female form, or does she have her own sort of way? In life? No, she has her own sort of way. Okay. She's a, I get it. She's a fucking animal. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm like nice and sweet. She's just, rah. I get it. She might hear this and be like, "I'm so much nicer than you." She might be, <laughs> but, but no, we've just, you know, we've we've done everything together. We're the only other person that truly understands the other one. Yeah. You know, we were raised to be very close. We never had that sibling rivalry. We always, you know, I'm her biggest cheerleader and she's my biggest supporter. Right. Uh, You know, even with the school, I remember when I was, when I said I was going to open the school, Mm -hmm. uh, some of my family, from some of my family members thought I was a little crazy and, you know, called the idea irresponsible. Going out on a branch. Got it. You know, it was, you have a career, you have a family. You know, how are you going to balance it all? Mm-hmm. You have, this is irresponsible. You know, what if it doesn't work? And I'll never forget during one of the family conversations where this was coming up, my sister goes, when did he change his plans? Right. Yeah. And she's like, he said from the beginning, he was going to work for X amount of years, open up a school, grow the school and eventually try she's transition. She's a fan. She's like. He never changed his mind. She goes, you guys thought he was full of shit. And then she goes, I never thought you were full of shit. And I think you should open that school. And it's probably going to be huge. That's awesome. So she always believed, you know, I, I love her. She's my best friend. So if anything was to happen to her, you know, I, I, you know, like with parents and older siblings, like 
it it hurts, but that's the that's the way of life, right? That's the way life is supposed yeah, to go. That's what that's that's what I was thinking too. So you kind of have to prepare yourself for it. And it's painful and it's a fear. But I think if something was to happen to my sister, yeah. I, I think you would see a very devastated version of myself. Wow. It would be very difficult wow. for me to okay. overcome and obviously that with the one. children. I mean, that, that would... on the kids, fuck yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. You, you might not hear from me for fucking I feel ever. the same way. I was I was taking on my old man nap the other day, and it's like my mom called right before, and then, and at a time that I don't expect it, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what's the bad news yeah that's kind of what it is i'm like ma what's up and she's like oh nothing we just want to see if you want to come out on sunday or something like that oh, so i'm like well you do realize i'm taking my nap <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i'll tell you i'll tell you another thing so uh today i get a text from my sister uh my family parrot mm-hmm. chico okay passed away Oh man, how 20, old? they usually live pretty long, dude. We've had them since for twenty five years. Holy shit! Okay, right. So, and we don't know how old he was when we got him. Right. And I remember getting so sad, and I told my sister, I was like, "Why am I so sad?" And she said, "Because that was our childhood. Well, yeah. that was our grandmother's parent. Oh, was that the deal? Okay. So that was like the last remaining thing mm-hmm. connected to her. And I was like, "You're right." Wow. And I was like, "Damn, this month sucks." Yeah. <laughs> So, July 2023, there will be no episodes of Tapping In. Yeah, right. Professor Miguel is going to be on a beach somewhere locked in a fucking building. I love it. I but, love uh, it. Yeah, but, no, I hear you. And and there's a big, those kinds of fears are worse to me than like a physical fear or a mental fear. It's the uncertainty kind of fears. Those that, uncertain ones are difficult. Yeah. But I feel really like the- way on you. Yeah. But like the fears with like parents and stuff like that, going back to how you overcome them, I think the best way to overcome a fear is you have to accept you're afraid. Yeah. It's okay to accept that you're afraid. Now, once you've acknowledged and accepted that what you're feeling is fear, you got to pass that. Yeah. You know, it's easy to fight a fire. It's easy to fight a fire once you realize you're fighting a fire. Yeah. Yeah. You've assessed it. You know how to handle it. And and you're going to apply the uh, the correct uh, remedies. For me, my, one of my biggest fears has always been people calling me a coward. Okay. Like I've been scared. Is that a fear or is that like energize you? No, I literally, I'm li- I literally, the idea of someone's thinking that I'm scared. Okay. Thinking that you're scared. Okay. Right. Gotcha. You know, or saying that I'm scared. If someone says it to you and you know, you, you know, you could just say, Hey, look at the scoreboard here. I'm, uh, I, I'm I, way ahead of you boss. Yeah. I, well, that's the thing. Like I can't say no to certain things. What I'm talking about is things that, you know, people could very easily say no to and walk away from. Right. You know, like when Tom calls me in the middle of the day, he's like, Hey, uh, you want a super fight? I'm not going to say no. Okay. Because like if I say no, it's like why am I saying no? You know, now if there's like legitimate reasons, like dude, I'm I just tore an ACL, like I'm yeah, hurt, yeah, something's yeah, wrong. Yeah. Right, right. But if I'm healthy, yeah, the answer is yes. Because okay. I can't have people thinking like he's a coward. You're not a punk. I got it. It's like let's do it. Let's rock and roll. I get it. Um, you know, that was part of the reason why I opened up a school too, because the f- not opening one up was because of fear. It's it's mm. it's, it's a scary thought. You're opening up a business yeah, and I running mean, a business, and what if nobody shows up? Yeah, you're putting your balls on the line. You know, so it was a fear, but I knew it was something I had to do. Mm-hmm. I had to get past that fear. It's like anything else. Once you start going, it gets easier. You're scared of the ocean. Once you get out there five, 10 yards, mm-hmm. it gets easier. It gets yeah. easier. I know. I'm not, I'm, I still haven't gotten over heights. And that to me is just fucking, I can't stand heights. Really? Yes, my friend. 
It's, <laughs> I don't even like being on the fourth floor of, an, a, uh, of a hotel. I get weird. I have a weird relationship with heights. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like you do back against the wall kind of thing. So let me put it to you this way. Okay. If I'm in a building, yeah. I can look out the window and I feel okay. I can't. If I'm in a plane, not happy. And I'm good in a plane. That's so nope. weird. Get me off that plane. I won't go on Ferris wheels. Ferris wheels suck. Yeah. yeah. I don't like how you're stuck up there. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I got a really funny story. Wait, well, you know what it is too? Like when you're a kid, you're like, what can go wrong? This was built by adults. Yeah. And then you become an adult and you're like, oh no, this was built by idiots. <laughs> this is built by a guy named Otto. Yeah. yeah. You know? Jim probably had a bad day today. <laughs> right. Said, that's, that's good. It's tight enough. Tight enough. I don't want that lug nut moving at all. Exactly. I want to make sure I get off this thing. Our viewers, are, our listeners are going to find out I have a shit ton, <laughs> a ton of fears. Of fears. <laughs> we a all ton. do, though. I, you know what? I think what it all boils down to, it's a fear of lack of control. If I can't control the situation, I can't trust the situation. And because I don't trust the situation, there's a little bit of fear there. Oh, man. I had a business meeting in Chicago in November. I remember it was like 19. Great town, Chicago. Great town, Chicago. I hear they have Top Mount out there. Shot Mount Apparel, what's going on, boys? There you go, brother. No, I'm in Chicago. I'm in one of the big, big, tall buildings, and I didn't realize this happened. But those buildings sway. John Hancock, they sway, Holy but they're supposed to. Shit, they sway. They're supposed to. Oh my because god! Because if they don't I sway, it'll collapse. Freaking the fuck out! I'm like at like whatever the hundredth floor, whatever it is. You can feel it, and I'm feeling the building sway, and I was literally pinning myself against the wall. Wait I was a minute! Freaking out! Stop! Back this up. Okay. You can feel the yeah. building sway. Yes. Like how intense. And not only that, it actually sways. So you could see it. It's not just feeling it. You could see the building. Like if you're looking out the window, you're looking at Lake Michigan. You could see the, the movement. People work up there? Yeah. Why? I don't know, but it freaked me Why? out. Get it's me out of there. Fucking nuts. Get me out of there. And here was the worst part. John Hancock building, never going. <laughs> Whatever it is. Good enough. I think it was like one of the Sears buildings. I don't know. So I'm there and they had this really, really cool um, office where I'm sitting at this big desk and I'm feeling the building sway, but the windows were closed. So I wasn't really too freaked. Mm-hmm. The secretary walks in, hits a button and the, the windows open up, you know, the louver blinds open up and I'm looking out and I literally pin myself back against the wall in my chair and i'm like i can't do this you got to shut those windows i i can't do this that's my i don't like that i'm not a fan incredibly freaky deaky no i'm not doing that yeah yeah i don't, I don't like don't that know. dude i don't like being that high up. Uh, i don't so, like being that high up either i don't like getting into elevators that say 49 to 100 no you know <laughs> so we, we talk about these things and it's it's different how fears vary for some people. Like some people are like, I'll go, I'm not scared of gators. I'll go, you know, yeah. I'll chase a gator down. <laughs> and those guys like, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't mind sharks. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like they, they rationalize things their own way. For me, I'm like, I can't rationalize that. Can't but then there's it. people who see what we do on these mats are like, I would never do that. Like you're trusting another okay. person. To, and it's like, okay. And there's, there's that to me levels. is a physical fear. In other words, tied in with mental fear. So perfect example, I'm having a conversation with my brother-in-law and you know, he's, he thoroughly enjoys the stories. He's like, I love hearing about, you know, these matches and your friends and your teammates and right. the preparation. He goes to me, he's like, it's, it's such a novel thing that I know nothing about. It's this right. whole different world. He goes, I love it. He goes, and the fact that you're in that world, it's like, 
he's like, you know, I, I think it's pretty cool. He's like, I tell people all the time because I, I, my sister's husband is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, that means a lot, Andrew. He goes, I couldn't do it, though. It's not for me. And I, he goes, I just, it's, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, interesting. But then he starts talking about what he's into. Yeah. <laughs> so my, uh, my brother-in-law is a lieutenant colonel for the U.S. Air Force. Mm-hmm. He is a flight instructor. And he basically has access to and can fly and can instruct you to fly every piece of flying equipment that the U.S. military has, including the top secret one. Uh, He was part of the Halliburton team that developed the first helicopter or helo that could fuel midair. You know, he does shit like that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So he's telling me how, you know, we're talking about the movie Top Gun. I'm like, how accurate is that movie? He goes, pretty accurate. Uh, So he's talking about how, you know, you know, G forces and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he tells us how one of the training things that he had to do was they take the one plane, I think it was like an F-15, I can't remember, and they take it straight up. And what happens is it hits a certain level where everything kind of conks out and it goes into failure. Okay. That's the goal. That's the goal of the drill. Okay. Hopefully, as it starts to fall back, eventually everything comes back the on. kick back in. Everything kicks back in, and then right. you take control. I get it. But he's like, he's like you know, you kind of just, you know, fall like a leaf in the air. Oh, wow. And I'm like, and you do that. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I really want to do it in this one piece of equipment because it kind of, that equipment can go upside down and turn around, and then you really have to work. And I'm like, wow. you can't pay me enough right to do that <laughs> you're gonna put me in a plane right. and it's like hey we're gonna take it so high that it stops working and then when it starts working again you gotta fly get the fuck out of here <laughs> right like well, who are you who is this crazy person yeah. i told him i was like you're out of your mind i was like you have a death wish he goes i mean i've done it enough times i was like enough times one time is too much right one time is too much i don't like turbulence <laughs> yeah. you're floating in the air like a leaf like five miles above the earth oh know? dude then he tells me how like like you know when you hit certain g4 he goes yeah you can pass out i'm sure and he says what happens is you're going so fast that your muscles all tighten up to absorb the speed mm-hmm. and then he's like you start squeezing and tensing he goes and then you just get so much blood flowing that you can pass out yeah and i was like oh so it's kind of like when you see deadlifters Picking up right, all that weight. Yeah, yeah. He goes, it's exactly like that. Yeah, except, they get that blood rush to the head. Right. He goes, except you're just going fast. But he says like those breathing exercises. He goes, you know, it's all like. <laughs> I was like, wow. you do that. He goes, I, I don't say I do it, but I've done it. I'm like, no, none of that sounds like fun to me. <laughs> none. I was like, you know what sounds like fun to me? Sitting by the pool. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah. Floating in the air like a leaf. I'll leave that for someone else. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. So you know, God bless the U.S. military. So what is it like? You brought up so many things with this. Do you to to deal with the fear of that? Is it breathing through the panic? Is it is it like facing your fears? I mean, what is like? Here's how I would get through that. Go. If I'm with my brother-in-law and he says, "Come on, don't be scared," then I'm like, "Strap me up, Andrew." Oh, so the the little challenge. I can't have you thinking that I'm scared to do it. Got it. Okay. Especially when you're telling me it's safe and everyone, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. You know, the military has insurance. That plane crashes, family set for life. Exactly. Family That's kind of life. the way I think too. It, but it, like, no, I'm not looking for the, the challenge aspect of it. I'm just looking for the fact that like, all right, you get it into your head like I'm in the plane. This is what I'm talking about when I'm in the plane. It, it's out of my hands now. You know? I don't like that though. <laughs> I don't like when things are out of my hand. Not a fan of that. 
That's right. why I do the billing. I do I the set up the intros. I just I can't do it yet. Okay. You Eventually haven't... I will. You know? So Eventually you're delegation phobic. Right now I can delegate very well when I have to, but when okay. things are very close to me, I don't delegate at all. Right. Okay. I, I micromanage the shit out of it. Yeah. Well, that was like, that was the, uh, you've heard of like Jimmy Carter, the, the, one of the presidents, Mm -hmm. he just couldn't delegate. He had to like micromanage everything. See, so see, you put me at work, Failure. put me at work. I can delegate. Oh, okay. Boom, 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 boom. You do this, you do this. it's not your thing necessarily. It's not my thing. I get it, I get it. And I know that I need everybody else to help out to do better, you know, to get all the tasks done. I have no problem doing that. But with the school, it's different. It's like my baby. That is, yeah. You know, I totally now, I'm not ready to, you know, the school's only four and a half years old. It's not even in kindergarten. Yeah. I don't have yeah. to drop it off at another teacher right now. <laughs> you know, but that's another thing, you know, Benny starts first grade. That's a fear. Now dealing with fears, do you feel talking about it helps or is it just like the challenge says? I think talking about it always helps, Roy. Does it? Okay. I'm a big you know, proponent for therapy. And I'm with you too, but I'm just. I think sometimes you need to talk about. So here's the thing. If you're afraid of something and you feel that fear and you keep telling like, I don't want to do it. No, I just don't want to do it. Just, it's okay to be like, I'm afraid. I'm scared. That's what, yeah. And then you can talk about, well, why are Nobody you afraid? Nobody talking to you is going to change that fear in my book. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like if someone said to you, uh, like gave you the advice, you know, I don't think it's a good idea to just open the business. Uh, that's a very, it's, it's a different thing if I was afraid of not opening the business and someone said, I think you should, Mm -hmm. because that's conquering the fear. You know, someone telling me not to open up a school, that's their own fear. It's not my job to deal with your fears. That's you. Right. Uh, but now if someone was like, you know, you have to open up a school because it was a fear that I battled for years, but I think the second you can say, I'm afraid, well now good. We've addressed that elephant in the room. Now right. let's get to the core of it. Why are you afraid of it? You know, like I tell people, like, I'm scared of planes. But if you really get down to it, it's not that I'm scared of planes. I'm scared that I'm not flying that plane. You're I don't know what's control. going on. I, I don't it. know enough about planes got it, got to it. feel comfortable. Yeah. If something happens, I can't fix that situation. Right. My brother-in-law's on the plane with me. Perfect. <laughs> right. Like, Andy, go fly this. Let's go. Do what you do, boy. Yeah, do what you do. You know, <laughs> guide this leaf to the ground. Yes. You know, but I, I don't have the control. You know, when we talked about my fear of the sharks, that's the thing again. Like I said, in the daytime, I don't mind. I can see. I can maneuver. Right. But now we're in the dark. I can't see. I don't yeah, know that's, what's going that's on. Fear. I don't have control of the situation. Got it. Got Taking it. Taking my kids to the doctors, I don't have control. Anything that's out of my control, I thoroughly despise. Because I, I feel very susceptible to what life can bring. And while life can bring you many beautiful things, life can decide that it's your turn to get shit on. Right. At any minute, like your your uh, your good luck streak ends kind of thing. Yeah. But there are certain people that embrace that all the time for good or bad. Like they, for instance, they know I shouldn't take this, this, this shot of heroin and cocaine, but fuck it. Live once. I'm going for it kind of thing i think that's very different than being afraid of something i don't know to me when it came to opening my business to me when it came to doing jujitsu to me when it came to getting in a boxing ring to me when all that shit it's just like i just said fuck it i don't even think about it and i just get in and and whatever happens happens 
I'll, I'll tell you right now, I always, ever since middle school, mm-hmm. football, track and field, yeah. swimming. Because you got to play with abandon. Let me tell you something. I always, right before, nervous wreck. Really? Okay. Oh, nervous. Wow. Regretting all of it. Wow. Okay. Hating it. I go through the same process all the time. I hate it. I hate it. Why am I doing this? I could be right, watching. Right, I could be yeah, in the stands. Yeah. Why did I sign myself up for this? And I start getting frustrated that someone else thinks that they can show up. Uh-huh. You know, oh, you're going to block me? You're going to do this to me? <laughs> now I start getting angry. Right. And then the second- That's the way I get to. The second we hit the field, I hit the pool, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in the block, you know, I'm on the mats. Right. Right at home. Yeah. It all goes away. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's the feeling you live for. It's that like, I'm going to throw up. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm home. Let me me give you an example of of like something. When you got to give a public speech, people are really frightened of that for some reason. Zero fear for that. I have zero fear with that too. None. But was there ever a moment where you did have that fear? When I was eight. Okay. All right. So you got over that pretty young. Why I had no people, choice. So why do people get so freaked out about that, do you think? I think because they don't do it often. And they don't want to look like a putz in front of a... Yes. Right. They don't do it often. They don't do it enough. And it's like anything else. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get. You know, when you're talking to your friends, it's one thing. But now, you know, the best storyteller in your group of friends, now they're telling stories in a group of other friends and they come off as awkward. Yeah. There's a discomfort there. There's that embarrassment factor going Yeah, on. where you're like, I thought you said this guy was funny. Right. Like, well, now he's trying <laughs> to be funny and he's not. He's not, right. Uh, you know, and I'm guilty of it too. I've tried to force moments right. because it was expected. And then I'm like, that was shitty. Yeah. That was horrible. Why did I do that? Yeah. You know, but that's all along the journey of figuring out who you are and being unapologetically yourself. Unapologetically yourself. Yeah. But when I was in like middle school and high school and the options were, you know, give a public presentation or write a paper. I always chose the public presentation. Wow. I was like, let me give the speech. I'll give you one of the scariest things I ever did. Um, when I came out with my first CD, I was playing the songs live. And I can't tell you what goes through your mind as you're playing something. You're wrote, you wrote your baby, your thing. And it's like at the end of the song and you don't hear the applause that you want to hear. It's such a shitty fear. <laughs> and that, that was the fear that I would have trying to emote the song and make it into something that, and it just. See, that's something I don't think I'd be able to do. Yeah. Because here's the thing, like I can do public speaking, no right. problem. Right. But you don't do public speaking. You sing, you yeah. perform. I feel like that's very intimate. It is. What it you're is. doing, especially it, like you just said, you know, it's a song that you wrote. Those are your thoughts, your yeah. feelings, your emotions. I'm literally like bearing my emotions on these yeah. songs and I'm trying to tell people how important it is to me. And I just, certain songs work, certain songs didn't work, yeah. you know, and I just wanted all of them to work. But it was really, I remember feeling flop sweat while I was doing it. Mm. Like, are they going to like this? As I'm singing, are they going to like this? Are they going to like this? You know? That kind of shit. If That's it's something else, like if I'm singing like somebody, I don't know, like uh, whoever, Richard Marks, your favorite. Love you me know, some Dick Marks. Yeah, I could totally play that and feel like, oh, people know the song and it's going to come across. And as long as I don't sing it badly, they're going to be happy with it. You have a great voice. No, I appreciate it, but I'm just saying it's just one of those things that just, it's different when it's your words. Yeah, it really it's different. different. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Like, I know you've you've talked about me potentially, like you know, doing comedy. Going to like an open mic. You've Comedy, talked about that. Anything. But I mean, that's yeah. 
man, like if you go out there and everyone tells you you're funny and all of a sudden you're not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> like, well, whoops a dozer. <laughs> you know, you pull a bet and you're like, whoops a dozer. All you have to do is just say whatever you're going to say and then at the end of it say, what's up with that? You know, that, what's that, the deal? What's the deal with airplane peanuts? I, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't even know if I ever did like a stand up show what I would do. I don't even know how it would start. Yeah, that's it's something you really got to prep for. Yeah, because you're. I I think and there are some guys that just like Dave Chappelle. He's just fucking naturally funny. But he's been doing it since he was seventeen. I know, but it like oozes out of him now. Hilarity. The more natural someone looks. Yeah. When someone makes something looks e- look easy, right? It's a lot of work that went into that. Without a doubt, a lot of work. Yeah. He's bombed. He's had rough nights. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure when he was 17, he wasn't killing it. You know, he's probably yeah. making a lot of, you know, I've heard like comedians talk about how, you know, when they first started doing stand up, mm-hmm. you know, I think Kevin Hart talked about, it. he goes, you know, I was trying to be like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So I was talking a lot of, he's like, he's like, I, everything I said sounded like sounded Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy until eventually someone said, kid, you're not Eddie Murphy. You got to be your own. And I was voice. like, oh shit. You know, so f- I know there's a, there's a guy I used to work with. Uh, I hope he hears it. his name is Sturm Worm. And he's really chasing that dream. He he was a, a rapper for a while, and he released a CD, and he had some cool songs, and he's got some cool lyrics, um, you know. But he's really dedicated to trying to make it. Okay. And then he kind of you know took off of the hip hop, and he he's pursuing a career in comedy. Very cool. And podcasting. So he moved out to Austin. He first he moved to L.A. Now mm-hmm. he's in Austin. He's following the wave. Right. He's going after it. Good okay. for you. Cool. I like that. He posted a clip from I guess this podcast that he recorded and the clip from the podcast was a little story about how I guess he delivers Uber Eats or whatever it might be DoorDash and you know people don't give him the code for the gate he goes and I hate that and he, and he sounds so natural he's like I hate right. that shit so then I got to get to the gate and I call them and as soon as I call them they're like oh you let me guess you need the code to the gate he goes yeah you knew I needed that fucking code <laughs> to the gate why didn't you give me that when you placed the order where it right. says special instructions put the gate to the code to the gate right he goes now I gotta go through this whole bullshit to get the code to the gate you knew I needed it right but it was just him talking and I was I was cracking up yeah I was I like, like that's that. hilarious that's I was like that's funny that's funny just, shit. I get exactly. that because we're all idiots it's like, oh, never, I'm the one with the blue light. It's like, you should have put that. I can't find your house. <laughs> right, exactly. Wow. But then I hear his stand-up. Not there. It's not there. It feels you know forced. What? It sounds like he's performing. Oh, wow. Okay. It, you, the voice. I almost wanted to like message him and be like, dude, just do what you do on the podcast. Yeah. On the microphone. Right. Because this is funny. That I can tell you're performing. Right. And once I can tell you're performing, it's dead to me. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It shouldn't sound like a performance. It should sound like you're telling everything for the first time. Right, and it sounds fresh and, and organic. It doesn't right. sound but like... For me, I was just like, man, if you could figure out how to do this Live. on that stage, yeah. that's funny. That's amazing. That's sort of Because that's of raw, con- that's real. There are some guys that just have that sort of stream of consciousness, like Bill Burr. He's amazing to me for that shit. Have you seen his newest one? Yeah. Funny, <sighs> funny shit, man. He got heavy on that one. Yeah. But it's so right on the money, man. So I'm glad you brought up Bill Burr. I've only seen two or three comedians ever do this. Okay. Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle. Okay. And I want to say Richard Pryor. Okay. Okay. What What are you saying? Like a stream of consciousness kind of thing? As a comedian, your biggest 
tell of how you're performing and you're succeeding is the laughs. Right. These guys put on shows where there's moments where the silence says more right. than the laughter. I know what you mean. It's like in all those jokes and in all those yuck yucks, they said something that made you stop laughing and go, huh. But they're supposed to be a comedian. Yeah. They To me, I'm like, that's that next level. Yeah. When you can get people to stop laughing, realize something. Right. Think. Then put them right back on the fucking laugh train. Yeah, that's that's Chappelle. Yeah, no doubt. Chappelle does Bill it all Burr the time. Is the same way. Bill, uh, I, Bill Burr with this last one, I was like, yeah, he's to me, gen- he's, seeing he's genius. That, yeah. Seeing this last one, I was like, Bill Burr just entered that yeah, next level. He did. There's he another. I'll give you through. another guy that's hilarious. I don't know if you know him, Andrew Schultz. Just love him. The dude just is so off the cuff funny that yeah. I, I, I just. But Andrew Schultz is like. You're laughing, you're laughing, you're laughing, you're laughing. He makes fun of everything. Mm-hmm. He makes fun of politics. But he doesn't really have those moments where you stop and think. Right, okay, I see what you're you saying. You kind of already like agree with his politics if you're a fan of Andrew Schultz. You're like, ah, he's right, goddamn yeah, yeah. libs. Right. You know, stuff like that. You know, okay. oh yeah, Birkenstocks. But these guys do something different. They, they make you stop and think. Yeah. All right, we're back. I, so we had to take a little pause. Yeah. All right, we were talking about Bill Burr, but funny, I was just talking about how important my sister is to me. Yeah, and Perfect example right there. I was in the middle of conversations with my sister via text, and then we started recording the podcast. So I just abruptly stopped the conversation. Two hours goes by. She hasn't heard from me. She's calling the phone. She's like, are you okay? Oh, wow. She's like, awesome. you stopped talking. Yeah. I figured, she goes, you haven't responded to any of my texts. Is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> she goes, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> are you still recording this? I'm so sorry. But, you know. She's got a good voice. I kind of heard it in my... Uh, that's Who, why, my sister? That's why I took the headphones off. I didn't want to be intrusive upon that. But as, listen, a good as, voice. as a kid, I used to always ask my sister to sing certain songs. Right. And she would do it jokingly. Uh-huh. Man, she's got some pipes. Does she? Yeah. Wow. Like late 80s, early 90s, like yeah. like club, freestyle, like Stevie B, Lisette Melendez, Judy Torres. Okay. She has a perfect voice for that genre. Oh, wow. Like she can really hit it. You know, she was born in the wrong era. <laughs> she was born in the wrong era i always tell my sister like you know me and her like we could have been like the original selena and those in the dinos if my mom pushed us oh, to be tejano superstars but going back to bill burr he really hits those moments where you stop yeah to evaluate i don't even know how he said. does it because it looks like he's just free you know free uh associating his uh, his act now because he's been, i know he's not but he's been doing it for that's years. what i'm saying it just looks so natural now Oh, so natural. Yeah, he's great. There are a couple of guys. Any of the guys that like stop and just, you know, dicker with the audience a little bit. Well, you know what I, I like find? Those types. I find too. All right, take, you can take Chappelle. You can take uh, Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. And you can take uh, Richard Pryor. They all had a moment where life stopped being funny. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Richard Pryor almost burnt himself with a crack pipe. Yep. Lost everything. So when he came back, it's like, yeah, I'm still funny, but there's a little bit more depth in here. It's not just a typical anger and rage and trauma. Bill Burr, same thing. He was famous for being this angry comedian, but then COVID hit and he talked about this on Rogan where he realized like, kind of went through like the same thing like I went through Mm -hmm. where you're locked inside the house. It's just you and your wife and you start evaluating things. You're like, I got some shit I got to deal with. Right, Right. So he's been addressing his demons and in that realizing, like, I can't be this way. Like, he does that bit about when he started screaming at the phone and the daughter came in crying. I was like, I'm sorry, dad, dad. He's like, 
shit. Like I terrified her because I'm yeah. always mad. Right. Like that's real. Yeah. Chappelle went through it when he walked away from everything. You get to this moment where it's like, you realize that you need to be vulnerable. Yeah. And that's what people react to. It's that vulnerability. It's that honesty. You know, they're laughing at your honesty, but there's a different honesty when you tell people like, this is me for real. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. As far as comedians to me, like if I can tell they're doing their act or their jokes, it, after a while it gets a little stale for me. I don't sense the person behind the jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like when I watch Jerry Seinfeld live, I know he's doing an act. Yes. I'm not sensing the man behind the act. But you got to ask yourself this. Most of these people became comedians because of a fear of vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. So you learned they had a shitty life prior to it. You got to learn to be funny to survive. Yeah. Like even like a guy like Rodney Dangerfield, for instance, I know this is like an older reference, but he's a guy. No respect. Hey, I'm, I'm feeling all right now. How's a good Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> I do a pretty good Rodney. How's a pretty good I'm one? all right now, but last week I was in rough shape. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. But his stuff is like, he went, I don't know if you know about the guy, he became famous much later in life. Yes. And he had a real tough time with the marriages. He had a real tough time with all this shit. So he was an angry dude, yeah. you know, but he never busted out of that just rapid fire joke telling thing. You know, I always would love to have seen Rodney just kind of like take the mask off and just say, you don't know what I'm really going through here. You know, that kind of shit. It's real shit. And I mean, he, he was a pretty angry dude, but uh, cool it, dude. It's amazing. Like the, these comedians go through so much trauma. Yeah. And you know, there's a very high suicide rate in yep. the comedian world. Yep. You know, they're sad. I mean, I don't really look at, you know, Robin Williams, for instance, he was always doing a shtick. I never got the sense that, but in his movies though, holy shit, he was a great actor. Fantastic. And I wonder if that's why so many comedians become very good, serious Some actors. Some of them, yeah, they're because, really, really good. In a lot of ways, they're kind of acting already by being so funny and exactly, happy. Exactly, yeah. Now they just get to tap into different emotions. I don't know if you've seen the new Adam Sandler movie. Which one? The one where he's like the basketball scout. Okay. No, I've seen, uh, he has like a hundred movies now on Netflix. Go watch this new one. Okay. Fantastic. Is he? fantastic and it's acting he's so good in it though yeah i mean he's a guy that's really broad in his acting chops yeah that kind of thing but, but over uh, time funny dude though he was funny as a but young guy. it's that goes going back to the topic that we keep getting away from about fear it's that fear of vulnerability there's that okay so let me so let me run this by you you always bring something up about when you fight and when you roll that you in when the shit hits the fan and you don't know what's going to happen, you go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. That was something that kind of has always stuck to me. And I think a lot of the comedians do the same thing. In other words, when they feel like that stage flop kind of thing, they go back to their basics of telling jokes. Yeah. It's like this got too heavy. Let me go back to being let me go back fluffy. to Yeah. Let me go back to my jokes kind of thing. Whereas what you're seeing with Chappelle and Bill Burr, they're yeah. letting you, they're letting you soak in it. Yeah. They're that, not. They're genius. not breaking off course. That's genius in my book. It's smart. Yeah, because now when they go back to telling the jokes, you're not looking at them as a comedian anymore. Yeah. You're looking at them as a man. Yeah, as a person. I'll even. I'll even throw this, and I know you know people are fifty fifty on on this guy, but uh, you know, with Trump, I always get the sense that he's telling it like it is, man. He's telling me that these politicians are assholes. He's telling me that there's a lot more shit going down in Washington than, than I'm aware of. We live in a world where the truth has become offensive. Kind of. 
you know, and he's just like spewing it. And I think a lot of people find that refreshing and honest. I think more and more people are jumping on that bandwagon too. Yeah. I think a lot of people are starting to get a little tired. The, of listen, the politicians. The pendulum swings in both directions, right? Yeah. I think the pendulum's starting to swing back a different way. Yeah, could be. Could you be. know, and unfortunately, we had to go through it with Trump, where it was just someone just spewing everything, and then a whole other group of politicians saying, "Like this guy's crazy. He's a liar. He's this. He's that. Mm-hmm. He's a racist. He's anti-America. He's he's in cahoots with Russia." Mm-hmm. Okay, take him out of office. And what have we seen in the last 20 months? Yeah, you see a, a plastic, just false human being, you know, going back to the days right. of, of just, you know, what they you, consider you to got be. got Nancy Pelosi, who's yeah. more successful at picking stocks than Warren Buffett. <laughs> $100 million made while she's in office. Dude, she's like 20. I think someone says she's like 20 for 20 on stocks. Yeah. Her husband invested in this one stock, $5 million, yep. right before it like blew up. It's like, yep. Get come on, stop here. it. Yeah. You know, exactly. and that's the worst part. How you said when, you know, you see comedians and you can tell they're putting on an act. That's what makes it difficult for me with these politicians. Yeah. I can see it's an act. And a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people just don't like the fakeness. They, they say it's on both sides, but you could pick out individual people that are just real fucking horrible. fake. Just horrible. Yeah. Dirty people. They really seem to be that way. Yeah. It always comes back around. <laughs> it does. But I like the idea, like, when you were talking about and you say it on the mats all the time, I went back to my half-guard game. Oh, yeah. You know, in the in the storm that was it was happening on the mats, I go back to my half-guard game. Have to. You know? So. You got to have that one tool in your toolbox that you know, like, yeah. oh, you got to have that duct tape. So in terms of fear, you got to have that place you can go in your head that you can kind of wrap your arms around as a rock well i mean that's the thing even when i compete it's like if i get into a bad position it's like in my head i'm like i can't be here i gotta get out of here right but i know i just need to get back to half guard it's almost like if you know when you're a kid and you're scared or you think someone's chasing you or you think you think that weird van is following you all you know is i just need to get home if i can get home i'm okay right you know that position is my home when i am i'm knocking everything (laughs) over today my (laughs) knees are killing me (laughs) They're killing me. Yeah, you were talking about that tonight. They're hurting, dude. I think one of the other things pertaining to going back to the basics is when you are in a situation, like you said, starting the business, you took a step back and you surrounded yourself with people that are going to support you. So in the same kind of mentality, you're going back to what works for you and being around people that support you and, and you know push you forward with fears. I'm a big believer in uh, small circles. Yeah, baby. You know, I, there's a reason circles why. Circles of love, baby. I, you know, I've been friends in jujitsu with the same people for the last 15 years. I've been friends in my life with the same people for the last 25 years. Yeah. It's just the way I keep it. Because those are the people that truly understand you. Those are the people yeah. that truly know you. When I thought we were losing the school, right? you know, it was my friends in the group chat that were mm-hmm. like, you're not losing that school. You know, it was Carlos, it was Jay, you know, it was awesome. Joe, it was Rossi, it was all those guys, it was Luke Moller, it was all those guys like, you're not losing the school. It was Tom. Tom right. was like, you know, the biggest one, he goes, you're not losing the school. Right. He's like, God doesn't bring you this far just to bring you this far. He right. goes, you, you have, you're doing something that's supposed to survive. He goes, but understand, you have to traverse these tough waters. This is important for you. And I was like, I think the tough waters are chapter 11, my man. Like I was literally looking up bankruptcy lawyers for the business. I was like, this is a wrap, dude. Like I can't do it. You know, and here we are now, 200. You get there again, you better give me a call. 
there's no way I'd let that happen. Um, so that that's pretty much what I have to think about with fears and this and that. So I wanted to get to, after I listened to the last episode, I wanted to have something where you could just kind of like give your heart. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions because we, when I had the people over my house, I played the newlywed game with them, you know, okay. just, to, just to like have some fun. Dude, my wife gets so competitive during that shit. Okay. She's so, so competitive. I'm going to ask you a bunch of Stephanie oriented questions or marriage oriented questions. All right, let's go for so it. Here you go, brother. Who's the better cook? You or Stephanie? Steph. She is. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Who's she the definitely cooks the more meals too. Does she? She meal preps for me. I'm not even going to lie about that. It's very <laughs> easy for me to stay on my meal prep when she's the one constantly cooking the rice That's and the beautiful. chicken. And she's always on Pinterest looking for new menus, looking for new meals. Awesome. So she's always jazzing it up. And her baked ziti is phenomenal. All right. I'll take that as an invite. So Steph wins. Uh, who's the better listener? 100% me. Because <laughs> all she's doing is talking. All she's doing is talking. And when she's listening to me, it's entertaining. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's not like she has to listen. It's not like she's listening to gripes. No, she's getting free entertainment. She lives what people listen to once a week on this podcast. She gets, she gets every all the time. day unfiltered but that's you talking. and wrong. So she's the better listener or you're the better listener? I'm the better listener because I got to listen to real shit. Okay. <laughs> I got to listen to you know the kids, the bills, the this, the that. I have to really listen. Right. Okay. So me, 100%. Okay. I'm the better listener. Okay. Who cleans the house better? I don't clean the house, so she does. Okay. <laughs> she wins. I'm the better cleaner in my house. I uh, do the dishes, though. <laughs> uh, who has better handwriting? Oh, her. I write... Like a slob. <laughs> Dude, if you gave my handwriting to a doctor, they'd be like, this child needs to go to special needs courses. It's horrible. Like it's, it, I can't even call it chicken scratch because it'd be offensive to chickens. Yeah, it's bad. It's definitely Steph. She writes like a teacher. It's very legible, very bubbly, beautiful. Very cool. Uh, Now we're going to get into her favorite things. Okay. Oh, shit. That's where I suck. Who's your favorite band? Oh, God. It's easy. Backstreet Boys. Seriously? Oh, it's terrible. Don't even get me started. Dude. My fire. The one. Dude, I'm not even going to say how much I spent one time. I bought her tickets to go see Backstreet Boys, and I forgot that I bought her the tickets. Who's her favorite Backstreet Boy, by the way? Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. It, it's not going to be the little guy. I'm going to guess it's it's probably Nick. Can't be AJ. So growing up, her favorite Backstreet Boy was Nick. Yeah. But be. now that she's an adult, okay. her favorite Backstreet Boy is Howie? AJ. AJ. Yeah, she likes AJ. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it is. I think I have something Well, you to have that, that same beard. That yeah, and the tattoos it. and shit. Right, the bad uh, boy look. Yeah, yeah. But she was I, all about Nick, uh, little Nick Carter. Absolutely. She had like all the posters on her wall too. Like I remember when she showed me a picture of her room, like when she was like 15, 16, I was like, just so you know, if I would have seen this when like, if I was, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not talking to that girl. She's crazy. Crazy. Backstreet Boys. Still a huge fan. Very Still good. a huge fan. Very good. But yeah, no, I forgot I bought her tickets to this Backstreet Boy concert. Uh-huh. I bought it like four or five months in advance. Yeah. So like three weeks before the show, she's like, oh my God, they're doing a VIP meet and greet at this club. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll buy you those tickets. She goes, right. really? I forgot that I bought the original tickets. Oh, shit. And then so I bought you the doubled VIP. up on it? Dude, I was in like 600 bucks. <laughs> I was like, 600, what? I'm like, how the fuck did you not stop me? She goes, how'd you forget you bought me those tickets? I was like, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I just popped for 750 bucks on Barry Manilow tickets in Las Vegas for the poop I mean, star. She he does write, He does write the songs that the he whole sure world does. sings. Uh, what's her favorite candy bar? 
She's a big chocolate person. So okay. I wouldn't say that she's a candy bar person. Not like Reese's per se. Nah, nothing like that. You know okay. what she does like? What's that? She likes a good brownie. Oh, brownies are And awesome. it doesn't have to have weed in it. <laughs> but she likes a good nuts, brownie. No nuts. Doesn't care if it's a good. Like she prefers no nuts. I like nuts. Um, I like nuts. You like teas? <laughs> exactly. <That's laughs> My sister texts me. She goes, "Poor Roy." She goes, "You set him up." <laughs> really She's did. like, "You know, his generation doesn't know about that." I don't fucking know that. Shit. So, uh, <laughs> two people have said that to me now, dude. It's so good. And I'm like, <laughs> so good. I never even heard of that. And the funny thing is, people like have told me how they heard it. And I'm like, it played out exactly how I thought it would. <laughs> They're like, "We knew you were setting him up." I can't believe he went for it. Like, I'm like, "That's what I want." I want people to be like, "Don't do it." He's not going to do it. He did it. He said, "He's nuts." Um, so she's a good brownie person. Okay. She likes a good brownie, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Okay. What about her favorite ice cream? <sighs> favorite ice cream? I mean, if we're just going to go basic, she's probably going to go with a chocolate ice cream. Okay. Um, she she doesn't like, like Rocky Road or something she like that? She also likes mint chocolate chip, which yeah, is disgusting. Yeah, Stephanie, don't stop disgusting. with that crap. Don't eat that stuff. Frozen it's Listerine. Not good for you. It's not good for you. So gross. All right. What's her favorite junk food? Hmm interesting i think if she's gonna go favorite junk food like we're talking like fast food type of like shit like Anything. that i'm talking i'm even something like egg rolls or you know what I'm saying? oh there you go there you go I, I dig a good egg roll i'll tell you right now if i ever want to put her in a good mood i'll stop at like shop right on my way home and i'll pick her up an egg roll there you go that's her favorite yeah she and loves a good put egg that roll. in the air fryer holy shit, yeah but she also likes the spicy chicken sandwich from wendy's that's a damn good those are pretty good and we both like those things I'm trying to think down by you now yeah well, you have a Sonic there. That's just not. Nah. It's crazy that I have a Sonic two minutes from my house. Now. I know. I know exactly where you live in. Too. I haven't gone there at all. But I'm like, damn, there's a Sonic right there. Oh, you know what you have down by you? You have Stewart's. Yeah, that's great. I know the owner there. She's great. Yeah, we eat there all the time. Hot dogs, hamburgers, awesome. Uh, what's her favorite book? Ooh, her favorite book. I don't know if she reads. Seriously? Yeah, I'm not so sure. Steffi seems like a reader. So, uh, maybe in college not so much now now right. by the time she puts the kids to bed she's going to sleep all right favorite cuisine mm, italian okay yeah although she is a big fan of thai food oh, Thai food. Is and great. she also she's the one who introduced me to indian food no way yeah indian food can go here first time i ever had like a chicken masala or Ooh, the roti kanai steph she yeah. took me to indian food tandoori chicken butter chicken chicken masala yeah that's how I'm getting they down. They do it nice. Yeah, they do. Mr. Roy, that's the good stuff. But yeah, a good Italian restaurant. She's up for it all the time. Okay. Who is her celebrity crush? Probably Jason Momoa. It's probably where I'm growing this fucking <laughs> hair out. Seriously? No, I don't know. No, it can't be. I don't know if it's changed. Okay. I don't know if it's changed. It might have. Mm -hmm. But I know for a while, it was J.J. Watt. He's cool. That's a cool dude. Yeah. Because not, exact... not only is he amazingly talented, he's a good guy. So we were watching a game one time, and she's always heard me talk about J.J. Watt. I'm like, right. this, I'm a big football fan. Uh -huh. So there's like a clip, and like J.J. Watt takes off his helmet, and she go, I could see it in her face. Like she was like, holy <laughs> shit, because he's not bad looking. He's a very good looking. She's guy. like, that's J.J. Watt. All I was three like, of those fucking I was like, Watt brothers are good looking guys. This is my wife, my sweet little wife. I'm like, yeah, that's J.J. Watt. She goes. I'd climb that mountain for days. I was like, <laughs> what did you just say? She's like, oh my God, I'm kidding. I'm like, no, you're not. You no, you're filthy not. little piggy. What did you just say? And it's J.J. Watt. So I'd have to shoot him to kill him because right. he's a monster. Right. Yeah, it was J.J. Watt. I don't know if it's changed, but it was J.J. Watt for quite a while. Wow. My celebrity crush changed in like the last two weeks. Who was that? 
I'm not even gonna say who it is. Instagram, Instagram got into my head. <laughs> it did. Somehow my algorithm got messed up, and this one person kept popping up, and I really liked what they had, and I kept watching the video because it was a cool video, and now they constantly pop up. Oh wow! Yeah. I just have a new appreciation for them, and I was like, man, I kind of got a little crush on them. <laughs> Good deal. It's Miley what Cyrus. What? No way. <laughs> Swear to God, it's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Well, because I kept watching the clip of her singing uh, Jolene. She still looks like a like a fourteen year old. No, she doesn't. She looks like a woman. No, I've seen her. She still looks like a fourteen year old. Everyone looks dog. like a fourteen two year old. Who you're sixty eight years old. No, dude, come on. I, she just doesn't look no, like a woman to me. Too far. She looks like a woman. She's womanly enough. <laughs> she's what is she about four feet tall? No, she's like five 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 six. Is she? She's got some size. Mm. She's long and lean. But yeah, I, I was watching videos of her singing Jolene, and she's got some. She's got some pipes. That I agree with. You know. She can perform her ass off. All right. Uh, what's her uh, best feature, I guess, that you like physically? Physically? Yeah. <sighs> so the first thing that caught my attention, I'm not even going to lie, um, her, uh, her, her lady pillows. Um, when I first met her, right. it's the first thing that caught my attention because I was looking down, taking her order. Right. And I was like, whoa, those things are like right there. And then I looked up and she has... The sweetest smile, which uh, thank God both my kids got her smile. That's awesome. Because it's beautiful. And she has the prettiest eyes. She's got great hair. Oh, I love her curly hair. Yeah. I used to rub her belly when she was pregnant with Juliana. Uh, and I would pray. I'd be like, please, God, just give her mommy's hair. Uh, yeah. So when she came out with that curly little demon, I was like, yes. There you go. Good deal. Prayed for it. Every time I see Juliana, I'm like, man, I prayed for that hair. Good deal, man. But yeah, her eyes and her smile, man. Sometimes I get caught myself, like, like I'll catch myself looking at her eyes, and she's like, "What?" I'm like, "You're just so pretty." Isn't that pretty? Yeah, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, she has uh, little rosy cheeks too. Who's her best friend? If we had to go with rankings, her best friend would probably be her her maids of maid of honor, which okay. is Jessica. Okay, Jessica is also the godmother of Juliana, who she also shares a birthday with, but. She has a core group of best friends, and that is Barry, Shannon, Jessica, Melissa, and Jillian. She's got quite a few friends there. They've all been friends since they were five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. But it's like two different groups. Like, they all know each other, and they were all best friends at one point, but her, Jessica, Shannon, and Barry are one group, Good. and then her, Melissa, and Jillian are another group. Beautiful. So, you know. All right, so now these are the last four. Who is more? Who is more honest? You or her? Hmm. I would say that I am. You seem more in touch with things internally. I think I'm more honest, not because she's dishonest, but because I can see things for what they are. Okay. Where she sees them for what they can be. Right. So I'm constantly hitting with brutal truth. I gotcha. Who is more adventurous? You or her? Definitely me. <laughs> okay. Wild boy. This is an obvious one. Who is uh, funnier? 100% me. <laughs> Although she's funny, man. She cracks me up. Okay. She cracks me up. She's goofy as shit. Okay. Which is one of the things I love about her. That's why yeah. we have weird ass kids. Because she's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, she's funny. She's quirky. Yeah, my wife is just wickedly sarcastic, wickedly funny that way. I like oh, that. Oh, no, Steph, she gets, she gets three white claws in her. It's a wrap. <laughs> I got, I'm the one telling her to shut up. And last one, who is smarter? We're smarter than the other person in the spots where that person is lacking. Okay. 
So she's so a true complimentary. So uh, for example, she's very good with finances, okay. but I'm better with numbers. Okay. Meaning she'll know how to save the money to not spend it, but I'll tell her exactly how much money we need. I gotcha. I get you get that. what I'm saying? I totally know So she made sure we had enough money to close for the house and have some in savings. Okay. But I was the one who could tell her this is how much it's going to cost. I gotcha. I can break down the numbers better. Um, you know, it's, she, it's almost like she has more learning with you and more wisdom. Yes. That's literally what it comes down to. Okay. You know, she's much smarter with teaching the children, teaching them to read, right, to right, write. Right. To, I'm smart in the aspect of like, you got to shut them down because they're playing fucking games right now. <laughs> you know, she, she has a tendency of letting them manipulate her. Okay. Because she takes them for honest and face value. And I'm like, no, those kids are full of shit. Benny doesn't need a drink of water, a drink of milk and have to take a shit all within 10 minutes of him going to bed. <laughs> he's extending the night. And you fucking read it. Well, he's got a new rule now. Yeah. You switch it up because he's six. He's a big boy. He's got a new full size bed. Yeah. You know, he just got a Nintendo Switch for his birthday. Love it. So here's a new rule. 8 o'clock, 8.30, we're upstairs, we're in bed. By 8.45, mwah, mwah, good night. I lay with him. She lays with Juliana. Switch him over. Then she comes in and she goes, she wants you. Then I go to Juliana. Got it. Benny's always like pretending to be asleep. Whereas Juliana's waiting for me, <laughs> eyes wide open, big smile, like, <laughs> lay with me. And I'm like, okay, baby. And then we spend, you know, five to ten minutes awesome. with each kid. And then we get out. New rule for Benny. Juliana has to go to bed. But with Benny, I'm like, listen, dude, you don't have to go to sleep. Play You're with your sick. toys. Yeah. Play with your Nintendo Switch. Just be quiet. When I come back and I say lights out, you have to go to sleep. Right. So we give them till 930. There you go. But from 845, 9 to 930, you're in your room, dude. You got to wind down. Dude, you're doing it right. And I then like you know that. what happens by the time we get up? That was Steph's idea, though. Uh-huh. Because I could see he was full of shit. My idea was just beat him with a belt till he falls asleep. That's what they did to me. I'm just kidding. My mother never struck me with a belt. God forbid I say she hit me with the belt. I'll never hear about it. Say a million good things about her. Say one thing off. Oh, there's yeah, the text there messages. Is. There it is. But Steph was like, maybe we should give him some more freedom. And that, he does that in the morning, too. Like when he comes in early, 545, we're like, dude, it's early. You got to go back to your room. He would go into his room and, and just play and hang out for like 45 minutes. Question. Um, before the big question. Uh, I was thinking, because I'm going to be doing a whiskey night Ooh, on October yeah. the 22nd. 1022. Because that's going to be a really good UFC fight night as well. <laughs> I'm down. Question. Should we have a contest for a listener if they want to come in and go to one of these things? Oh, let's do it. Okay. But what if it's like someone from Chicago? I don't th- <laughs> That's great. We're not going to fly them in. You got money to fly nah, them in. You I, no, might have some points. No, they got to come here. So <laughs> they got to get here somehow. I'm down to get a listener in. But I'd be more than that, like having like hang out on the mats with us and, uh, and I'm totally down. And come to the whiskey night. We can figure that out. Yeah. For sure. What kind of contest do you think? Oh, we'll think about it. All right. If you're listening, send us some DMs. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Before we go, I got to give a huge shout out mm-hmm. to uh, our boy. The misunderstood superhero, uh, Dave, Dave Ramirez from Chicago, who seems now he sends me nonstop videos and memes of like pizza, pizza pot pie, <laughs> all the good things in Chicago, because that's where he's from. Right. Uh, he sent me this fantastic letter. I'm not going to repeat what's in there. It's between you know me and him, but it was, it was a very heartfelt letter that really meant a lot to me. And he sent me the case 
for the original Halloween oh, I saw that. Yeah. Atari video game. It's upstairs. It's right up there on the mantle oh, with the man. collection. What is that from like 85, 84? It's got to be from around there. Yeah. 82. Because when I saw the picture, I'm like, that looked like something I played back then. Dude, it's Atari. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. I love I love that people are sending me all this Michael Myers stuff. Don't stop. (laughs) Keep sending it. So that would be the contest. Whoever sends you the best Michael Myers thing. Oh, you just Steph's gonna be so pissed. Because I'm gonna have so much cool shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Send me whoever sends me the coolest Michael Myers gift. No, we'll figure something out, something cool. All right. Here's the uh, question. Give me two or three of your biggest superstitions. Two or three of my biggest superstitions. Yeah. Um, like, like flushing the toilet twice. No, nah, I don't do any of that <laughs> stuff. I got like weird like Puerto Rican superstitions. Okay. Like every year for New Year's, New Year's is a big one. Okay. You always got to have money in your wallet and you got to put a $20 bill under your welcome mat. Wow. So that when the New Year finds you, you're welcoming money into your life. That is a really cool... It's uh, a big one. That's a huge one, yeah. My mom takes it a step further. She eats 12 grapes. She lights a candle. <laughs> she takes a bubble What's bath. What's the number 12? Is like 12 grapes because 12 months out of the year. I they have to be okay. green grapes. You know, She takes a bubble bath because you want to be clean for the new year. She takes it all the way. And that's Puerto Rican? Because I'd never heard that before. Yeah. That's it's like cool. old, like, you know, like Spanish people shit. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> no, but I do it. I do it. Like New Year's comes around. Like my sister calls me like, you got money in your wallet? I'm like, yeah, I got a 20. She's like, perfect. <laughs> wow. Some years I got frisky. I'm like, yeah, I put a hundo in here. Let's see, see how this year this really is the goes. the shit that I learn about you. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like my family doesn't think I'm into that stuff. I just don't share it. Right. But I do it. Yeah. I'll freak out. Like if we're not at the house and I tell stuff, did you put money in the welcome mat? She goes, I forgot. I'm like, well, looks like I got to drive to <laughs> Hamilton from Freehold. I'll be back, guys. I can't do it. It, it, it fucks with me. I'm really big on that one. Um, what's another superstition? I mean, that's probably the biggest one. I don't have like any like weird ones about like, you know, like underwear backwards nah. or dirty socks. Like I don't have anything like okay. that. Um, like if someone talks, like my mom has a big superstition. She doesn't like hearing good things. So she's always like, don't say it. Don't say it. it, it you know, I don't want to jinx it or anything. That sort of thing. I'm big with that. Okay. That's part of the reason why we don't share things in our life. Right. That's why, you know, like I talk <laughs> about the new house on the podcast because, right. you know, only a certain amount of people are listening, mm-hmm. but I haven't posted any pictures. Right. Uh, dude, I haven't even posted a picture of my truck. Mm. Nobody knows I have it because we believe in, you know, you know, the <laughs> Italians call it, you know, the evil eye. La monchia. Um, know, the third eye. Malocchia. Mal de ojo. Right. It's a real thing. Right. Because for every nine people clapping, there's one person who's like, "Mm," they're just hating. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I don't like posting pictures of my kids. Right. Because there's just, there's envy and there's people out there and they'll put that shit on you. You don't need that negative juju. Get that out of here. (laughs) Get that out of here. Uh, So that's one of them. So you're up to two now. What else? What else? What else? You're not knocking on wood or any of that shit, are you? Do you? I do. Ah. <laughs> I do. I usually knock on my head, though. I'm like, knock on wood. Um, but yeah, I don't like talking about good things too much. Yeah. Well, that's like we had 35 people here last night for the mm-hmm. 615 class. Right. You know, and everyone was all like, oh my God, there's so many people. And everyone started clapping. It was like, wow, mm-hmm. wow, this is crazy. Keep in mind, last Tuesday we had 30. Okay. The classes are getting huge. I immediately told everyone, I was like, everyone, stop celebrating. Right. The last time we celebrated a big class, I shut down two days later for two years. So stop. I'm like, stop it. 
Just come back tomorrow. Right. You know, COVID really jaded me with some of that stuff. Yeah, it did. It's a, you're always waiting for that other shoe to drop. It's, I get you, man. You know, I wouldn't say that I'm jaded, but it's almost like, you know, like a war vet that's seen it. Yeah. They're ready. Yeah. Guns always loaded. Yeah. And I'm no like, matter how good it gets, you're still. Always in the back of my I'm like, mm, these motherfuckers <laughs> might try to shut me down again. You know, it's like, who do I got to grease in the Monty yeah. PD? Who do I got to send? Uh, who do I got to send a, a sub, a sub trade to from Jersey Mike's? I'm sure they'll be deemed essential. Uh, yeah, right. you know the spill, the salt spilling. So you spill the salt. I'm gonna throw some over my left shoulder. Oh, you, you do that too? I don't do. Yeah, I don't step on cracks. I'll so tell you, you have a bunch of superstitions. Yeah, I got a bunch. Holy of them. Shit, I'll tell man. you one that's a big one I never How's heard this? of. Do you have lucky socks, or do you like wearing certain outfits better than other outfits? I have a pair of underwear that I like to wear more than others okay. when I train specifically. And I always wear them for black belt ceremonies. There you go, man. Because they were the ones I was wearing when I got my black belt. That's what I'm talking about. That's more of like a tradition than a superstition. Okay. Steph has one since we were talking about my wife. Her big one, don't split the pole. What is that? So let's say you're walking somewhere. Oh, or you don't separate. The... You don't split the pole. Right. I got Bad you. luck. Don't split the pole. Matter of fact, Joe Burrow did something like that when he was with the Bengals for the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Jamar Chase was going to split the pole, and he grabbed him and like pulled him pulled over. Him over. <laughs> and Steph was like, "See, you don't split the pole." Then, like three days later, I was like, "Apparently, that shit didn't work. He probably should have split it. He should have won that game." But I don't split the pole. I don't, out of respect for my wife. There you go, man. All right, man. So we're back. We're back. Yep. Pumping these babies back out. One year. One year, One year of podcasting. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Let's double the numbers. Let's get more people. That's what we got to do. We'll do one of those like like contests where it's like share the if podcast. You tell a friend. You tell a friend. Yeah, you, tell a you know, okay. share like. How can well, you track that? Well, what you do is you share a post. Okay. And then the person has to comment. They have to share the post and then comment on the post three other friends. Okay. And then what you do is you take the people that shared it. You put their names in a hat. Shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. Bingo. Done. Love it. See, I'd love to get somebody from like Sweden to come over or something like that. How the fuck are they gonna get here? I don't know. I'm just I would just like to see you might want to have you might have to sell a couple shares. <laughs> get them over here. Roy, love you, buddy. Glad love to be back. Too, All right, guys, talk to you next week. Bye.